Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining me here uh, with our first Start Playing with Dreamslayer Dream Studios. Um, I think probably it would be best if maybe we just introduce ourselves as the players. Uh, and if you would like to introduce just your character name and maybe just a, a little inkling of who they are without going into too much background detail, because I would really like that to come out more within the role play itself. But just tell us a little bit about uh, uh, who your character is. I'm Jay. I'm going to be playing VEDX. He's a he's a stout lad, um, wearing basic military fatigues and a ball cap, and carrying an M nine one nine. That's it. That's all, that's that's all you get for now. All right. Until I make up more. Lizard, do you want to go? Sure. Uh, I'm Lizard. I've been a gamer since like nineteen seventy eight. I've got a whole bunch of D20 and other cra uh, other uh, public uh, pu bleh, credits uh, published and um, haven't played in a while. I've never played Phase Rip, but I've been following it since it first came out. Ironically, I've played a lot of DC Heroes, the, the other one that came out about the same time using the weird Mayfair system. Uh, the human tank um, in his normal form looks like a typical blue collar worker dirty blonde hair reasonable built uh very, very much you know a you know factory factory boy from the uh the city uh in his transformed form he is well a human tank he's about seven feet tall of extremely rough armor plates uh actually moves a little bit slowly but can in fact throw a panther and he normally wears standard army gear um i'm hoping that maybe you know we don't have uh, unstable molecules yet, but maybe he's got some kind of stretchy, you know, straps invented by, you know, Tony Stark's granddad that can, you know, keep him from having to be naked every time he transforms. And that's, right. uh, that's the background. Awesome. Johnny. Okay, well, I'm Johnny. Um, I uh, have played Phase Rip, but haven't played it since the 90s. Um, but big fan, it's one of my favorite systems. Um, I'm playing Mr. Arcane, who is, uh, who is a uh, Marvel sorcerer. Um, he uh, will um, often, you know, talk about uh, his shop. He has a bookshop that apparently he talks about from time to time. He doesn't especially strike you as a, um, a man of action, but, um, but here he is. He's been asked to help. Um, and he's he's here. So he's uh, uh, a bit over average height. Uh, he has red hair, uh, dark red hair, uh, with uh, a mustache and a goatee. And um, he, he's uh, he, he's your he's your bookish guy. All right. Well, welcome to the team, everyone. And. Uh, I think I did send a little bit of this to one of you guys. I can't remember exactly who I sent some of the background information to because you were kind of asking a little bit about it. It might have been you, Johnny. Um, uh, no, we talked about mystical stuff. Okay. Yeah. So 
if any of this is a little repetitive, I apologize, but I think it'll probably be good to hear a little bit of this before we get into the main campaign itself. Uh, so with that, we shall begin our campaign of In the Shadow of Evil. It is the winter of 1943, and the world is in the grip of war. Three quarters of the European continent is in ruins, crushed beneath the heel of a German jackboot. Neither the sands of Africa nor the steppes of Russia are safe from the Nazi scourge. On the other side of the world, the waters of the Pacific run red with blood. While the valiant allies struggle against seemingly overwhelming odds, the dictators in Berlin, Rome, and Tokyo gleefully divide the world amongst themselves for conquest. As the sun sets over Europe, freedom is soon to become little more than a fond memory. A cold day in 1909. A young man dropped by the Vienna office of the Austrian occultist Jörg Lanz. Pale and shabby in appearance, the man politely introduced himself and asked whether he might order some back issues of Lance's self-published periodical, Ostara. Lance's Ostara was dedicated to propagating an esoteric doctrine known as Ariosophy, which prophesied the resurgence of a lost Aryan civilization peopled by a Nordic god-men touched by his visitors sympathetic appearance and earnest demeanor, Lance offered the young man some copies of Ostara, free of charge, and two crowns for the streetcar home. The visitor, according to Lance's 1951 memoir, was Adolf Hitler. This minor encounter of a man seeking knowledge was the first steps towards the terrifying nightmare of World War II and Hitler's burgeoning obsession with the occult and arcane knowledge. Now, Hitler was not atypical. Millions of Germans and Austrians coming of age during the first decades of the 20th century shared a, border, uh, shared a broader supernatural imaginary replete with occult and border scientific doctrines. Nordic mythology and Germanic folklore and pagan New Age and Volkish religions, a dizzying array of occult associations, esoteric institutes, and new religious sects sprung up to satisfy Germans' demand for a science of the soul. Those who could not afford to take classes or subscribe to esoteric journals flocked to the thousands of tarot readers, clairvoyants, and astrologers who lined the streets of Berlin, Munich, and Vienna. Hitler surrounded himself with men of like minds, Wolfgang von Strucker, Johann Schmidt, and Helmut Zemo. All shared Hitler's fascination with the occult. With these men beneath him, Hitler built research facilities and organized battalions to assist in the search of religious and, and occult items of power. The Ark of the Covenant, the Holy Grail, the Spear of Destiny. 
All of these and more were targets for Hitler's secret sect, an organization that would eventually become Hydra. Hitler's inner circle consisted of men who practiced astrology, plotted to resurrect pagan gods, and often considered themselves magicians. Hitler himself, in contemplating how to best manipulate the masses, apparently read a parapsychological tome simply called Magic, in which he underlined sentences such as, Satan is the fertilizing, destroying, constructing warrior, and he who does not carry demonic seeds within him will never give birth to a new world. So, you have recently received a telegram from a gentleman, an officer, by the name of Sam Sawyer. Now, in the military circles, he has a nickname, Happy Sam Sawyer. Um, he is a commanding officer in the United States Army uh, and commands battalions such as the Howland Commandos, the Deadly Dozen, and the Maulers, some of the most feared U.S. battalions of the war. Now, two of you are members of the services, one of you are, is not. So there may be a slight deviation here, uh, Johnny, what you're going to hear, uh, but the sentiment is basically the same. Dear, insert your name here. Stop. Your presence is requested Tuesday, November 19 at 1700 hours at the Neferites Cafe in Cairo, Egypt. Stop. There's a matter of great importance that requires your particular set of skills in our continuing battle against the Axis forces. Stop. I know this might be an inconvenient interruption to your current mission, but believe me when I say circumstances are indeed dire. Stop. I have made arrangements with your superiors and arranged immediate access to travel to the above location at your earliest convenience. Stop. Room and board will be provided upon your arrival until the time of the meeting. Stop. I look forward to meeting with you personally. Stop. Truly yours, General Samuel Sawyer. Stop. So, tell me what your characters have been doing up until this point and, and how you have uh, ended up uh, here. Wherever here might be. Well, imagine, well, just, go ahead. Sorry, Jay. Go ahead. Imagine Veteran X has probably just finished up some sort of top secret mission of some kind and is awaiting his next orders. I think the, the human tank has probably been stationed in, you know, old Blighty, uh, waiting for orders to actually invade uh, Europe, learning to learning about his powers, practicing with them, 
possibly training with other metahumans and spending a lot of time being debriefed by um, army intelligence, OSI, and other organizations like that. OSS, OSI was the six million dollar man. Um, uh, for anything he can possibly remember about um, his time being experimented on uh, by the Nazis. As I can mostly I remember a lot of pain uh, and then escaping and then running through very, very dark woods until I can find some people talking English. Hmm. But I'll do what I can to provide them with useful information. And so uh, currently well, wait, await, awaiting orders. He, he wants to go punch some Nazis. <laughs> but he's waiting for the general to tell him who to punch. Uh, well, for for uh, Hank's part, he uh, he probably has not had um, one of these special requests for some time, and uh, and I, I think it was probably well, I don't know probably in his circles it was known that there was some. Uh, misbehaving on uh, on their part on the Nazi front on the uh, on the Axis part, looking for you know some forbidden knowledge. That's that's what I think. And so this was a, a bit of a surprise, but not completely um, uh, out of the blue for him. So he he packs his bag and you know after he gets his telegram and uh, and tries to make his arrangements. Uh, he doesn't get, I guess, the uh, the military <clears throat> benefits, but I mean, I, I have some 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 resources saved up, so uh, there's stuff I can do in Cairo anyway. Surely there's something there that I can add to my collection. So, and hey, if uh, if Uncle Sam needs me, I mean, it's the least I could do. I mean, I'm not an active service guy, so so I'll answer that call, sure. All right, so he. So you gentlemen now have uh, received your orders uh, and received your invitation there, uh, Mr. Arcane, uh, to make your way over to Cairo. Now, your transport would probably arrive. Uh, I would say, um, Hank, you probably would be the first to arrive in Cairo uh, because you're coming from the States. Uh, and you probably are going to have to spend the night most likely at the hotel uh, one night before anyhow until the uh, the rest of the military guys uh, are shipped in. So you've probably uh, arrived late in the afternoon uh, and have a little bit of time to kind of take in the city uh, in the evening uh, before turning in. Uh, okay. So is there anything that you particularly would like to do um, well, you know, I uh, um, it would be most efficient for me to cast a spell, um, and uh, I have astral projection that'll let me move about the city, uh, kind of uh, hopefully unseen, and <laughs> hopefully unseen, and uh, would give me a chance to uh, move very quickly. Um, so, so he'll get set up in his hotel, uh, in his room, and he'll lock the door, and you know, kind of. Put a table in front of it or whatever, and uh, and then he'll he'll cast a spell. Okay, now this would normally be something that I would say, okay, no problem, you you can you can do that. But there's a caveat to that because you said, hopefully unseen. 
<laughs> right. Well, so, well, I know what's in Cairo, but he doesn't know what's in Cairo. Or if, maybe what's in Cairo. <laughs> if he is being careful, then I am going to have to have him roll uh, on the astral projection. So you've got an astral projection of Remarkable. So if you just click on the remarkable uh, macro at the bottom, that will roll for you, and you got a green. Now, where, where does it come up? I didn't oh, see it. Oh, uh, that up. is in the um, chat log. Yeah, chat log. Yeah, there uh -huh. it is. I see. Now, if you right-click on those little uh, uh, cartoon bubbles up there, you can actually open that up in a separate screen within the window, and you can kind of keep that up. Gotcha. If that's handy for you. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So a green is a success. Now, I will say, if you guys look at your character sheets, you might have noticed that you have a little bit more karma than what your uh, starting karma perhaps should be. Uh, I started everybody at 150. Um, my players uh, have learned <laughs> to utilize yeah, karma, karma. Uh, uh, like it's going out of style. Uh, now, 150 is not a lot to start with. Uh, and so you might want to conserve at the very beginning. Uh, but you can use karma points to basically bump you up to the next possible level by spending the appropriate amount of, uh, of points. And you can look at the universal table in the, uh, uh, the journals over there and that will show you, uh, like if you say are rolling on the remarkable column and let's say that uh, Johnny just got a, a, a 20. Uh, and that's a white, and he wants to spend karma to get it up to a uh, green. Green on the remarkable column is 36, so he would need to spend 16 karma points to get him up to the next next level. You cannot get up to uh, the the next level after that. So if you roll a white, the best you can get is a green. If you roll a green, the best you can get is a yellow. Uh, so, uh, just keep that in mind and be, be ready to start throwing karma around, uh, quite a bit at the deeper we get into this, but right now we're fine. This is an easy roll. Even if you would have failed it, I still would have let you, uh, go about, but perhaps you might have been detected. <laughs> Observed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're able to float about for for a bit. Uh, is there anything particular that you're on the lookout for, or just really just kind of going about and taking in the sights, uh, just a little bit more expediently than on foot? Um, more than anything else, I just want to be able to move about the city very quickly. I mean, this, you know, the um, so this military. I'm sorry, did you say general? Was he a general? Yes. Uh -huh. So this general, who I don't know has called us here for for some reason so i just i kind of want to see if there's a like a, a bunch of um forces uh gathering and i guess the other thing i wanted to see is if i can see and I, you know i don't know if this would be like you know just a like a like a, an ability feat um to see if i notice anything that's like particularly powerful or you know noticeable from the astral plane mm -hmm. um you know that just kind of stands out right so so that i mean that's the other thing i'm trying to look for i don't have like any sort of um like scrying or detection mm -hmm. powers particularly but you know i understand that on the astral plane some of those things stand out so i don't know 
Now, one of the things with being a magician, you may potentially have access to some other powers that are not actually on your character sheet. Uh, and I looked and I saw that the vast majority of the uh, things that you have there are on the remarkable column for the most part. Right. Um, it is possible that you might be able to access other powers within the Ultimate Powers book uh, with your magical knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, most of those are going to be more like personal or universal spells. Mm -hmm. Dimensional are probably going to be out of your range at this point to just basically right. come up with something. But if you right. see a power that you think that you want to attempt, you may certainly attempt that. Okay. Uh, and that would be on the uh, remarkable column. Okay. Okay. So if you want to put on your character sheet just general uh, magic and uh -huh. remarkable, that would be sure. fine. And then that will okay. just remind you, hey, I've got other things maybe I might be able to right. do. So some, like general like cantropy type stuff, you know, like yeah. some basic abilities, right? Mm -hmm. Well, okay. and I'll take e them. E even ones that may be more offensive, you know, okay. as well. Uh, it may be a little bit more difficult to do that. Uh, but sure. yeah, <laughs> uh, so you tell me what you want to do and we'll see whether or not he can actually do it. Now, you did say you want to see if there's anything that sticks out. What I'm going to have yeah. you do is is roll a psyche feat. Uh, okay. So that's under P on your sheet. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, that's amazing. So let me move this guy out of the way. Oh, that is a damn good roll at 96. <laughs> nice. Uh, Egypt is a land that is known for uh, skirting uh, with magic uh, and, and uh, is a magical place. Uh, so you do feel the energies uh, from the different nodes around this area that uh, that are kind of fueling your abilities, even maybe a little bit more than back home. Um, I will say that you, with that role, certainly feel a dark presence uh, that is overshadowing Cairo. Uh, exactly what that is, it's it's hard to say right now, but but there is a, a, a dark feeling here. Now, obviously, as you're going about in your astral form, you're flying around Cairo, you do see small uh, outposts and small battalions of um, uh, Nazi soldiers uh, peppered uh, throughout the land. Uh, you see some Nazi soldiers that are walking amongst the marketplaces uh, and taverns and so forth. So this is, this does seem to be a place where some of the soldiers find some R&R &R, uh, in their downtime. But it doesn't seem like there's a heavy activity here as far as like military presence that is attempting to conduct a coup or anything okay. like that. Okay, so no actual fighting that you know, that stands out, no no tanks rolling through the streets and shit like that, nothing like that, right? There, no, uh, and there are little fights here and there that do break out, and a sure. lot of times the Germans are actually involved in that, uh, mm -hmm. but you do see, you know, like uh, the presence potentially of like street gangs and stuff like that as well, so, but nothing that really draws too much 
attention that would necessarily be connected with that telegram that you got. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to, you know, burn anybody's time. I just wanted to do a little, you know, looking around in, in the way that, that I would be able to. So. Right. So you end up at the uh, hotel later on uh, that night, uh, and it is called uh, the Tescartes Inn. Uh, and it's a little uh, kind of mom and pop um, ho hotel uh, that has maybe about 10 rooms in total. Uh, and then the other two gentlemen, you guys will be arriving the following morning. Uh, and transport will be uh, uh, meeting you at the Cairo airport, uh, and you'll be brought into town uh, on two separate uh, transport trucks. Uh, well, maybe a Jeep <laughs> uh, that brings you to uh, the same hotel. Uh, from the look of it on the outside, it kind of blends in with the rest of the desert. Now you're in the city, but I mean, there's still sand and everything kind of blowing through the streets uh, as you guys arrive. And the building itself looks as though it was made from the dirt and sand of uh, the desert itself. Uh, it's exactly the same color uh, of just kind of a, a very light reddish brown uh, sand. Uh, inside it's very quaint um, there is a small bar uh, just inside the lobby uh, and you all are shown to your rooms uh, Johnny you were shown to your room obviously the night before uh, and they're small uh, but all your necessities are there and uh, the beds are maybe not the most comfortable they're a little thin kind of straw mattress basically uh, but it's at least some place where you can catch some rest so for my two soldiers uh, what do you guys do once you uh, once you get your uh, room set up uh, <clears throat> since I was in the Italian uh, sorry the North African campaign and Cairo is in North Africa um, I'm going to try to see if you know, anyone from any of the, uh, you know, my unit is still alive and possibly, you know, doing some R&R &R in the city. So I'll probably be going to wherever, you know, CD dives soldiers are allowed to go to when they're off base. Sure. And asking around, you know, have you seen Joey? You know, how about Billy? How about, you know, that one guy? That sort of thing. Basically doing a little bit of carousing and maybe trying to, to meet up with uh, old friends. All right. Yeah, so around noontime is probably going to be about the best time to do that since the meeting is at, uh, at 5 p.m. tonight. Uh, and yeah, you're not too much, not too much car wild carousing and drinking in the afternoon in Egypt, but I'll do what I can. Yeah. Uh, and you find kind of one of the old haunts, uh, a, a corner bar there, uh, and spot one of the guys uh, that you had, uh, had served with uh, here uh, in Cairo for the short period of time that you were here. Uh, and his name's Mark, uh, and he hails from Kentucky, uh, and he spots you and he's like, and I'm sorry, what was his actual name? Oh, my character's yeah. actual name? Yeah. yeah. I got too many yam windows open. <laughs> 
Uh, Jake McDougal. Jake. All right. Probably probably a private. If if he got an honor, got a promotion due to being an escape POW and also being able to beat up a tank, that's fine. But he probably is still a private or a corporal at best. All right. Uh, well, you spot Mac at the bar, uh, and he's basically just having some lunch there. And when you come in, he he sees you, and he's like, "Mac, is that you?" Uh, he's Mac. I'm Jake. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I thought I thought your last name was McDougal. It is. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, Mac he just called Mac you Mac. He, I'm, I'm, he's yeah, Mark. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm losing track here. Okay. I uh, go. Hey, yeah. Would you believe it? I finally made it back here. Got out okay. Uh, how are you doing? You got anything good to eat in this place? I mean, uh, they don't got no hot dogs here, do they? No, no hot dogs around here, man. They got these weird meatballs, except they ain't meatballs. They're like wheat balls or something. Yeah, that's about right. It's like eating grass. Ugh. How they managed to build the pyramids eating this stuff, I don't know. Well, what brings but, you around these parts? Uh, the same thing that brings any of us around any part. Some guy with a bunch of tin on his chest sends a letter saying, show up. So I show up. Mm. I, got a, I got a meeting with something... Uh, I don't know what, and if I did, you know, I couldn't tell you. Loose ships, ship sinks, loose lips, ships, you know, that, that whole thing. Uh, I got one and stay away from foreign games. Those were the two things they drilled into me. Yeah, I definitely stay away from the Egyptian dames around here. They're good looking, but they, they'll just as easy stick a knife in your back. You know, they got a brother with one of them, you know, uh, uh, Alibaba scimitars. Oh, yeah, I've seen them toting a bunch of those around. They're, they don't do much about hiding them out here. Yeah. So, you know, how are you doing? Uh, we got uh, we got the Nazis out of Africa, at least. Going to be getting them out of Europe soon, I hope. Yeah, let's uh, hope so. Let's drink to that. They're kicking Hitler's hiney. Alrighty, is there any specific information that you want to try to glean from uh, old, old Mark here? Not really, but more generic, you know, hey, did so-and-so ever make it back alive? You know, what happened to what's-his-name and that girl he was seeing? Just sort of, you know, catching up, sure. passing along any bad news. You know, oh, if you see uh, Billy, I, I got some bad news about, uh, you know, Big Tom. That was kind of close. Uh, Big Tom, uh, he, he didn't make it. Uh, I don't know if that got back here. So I hate to be the bearer, but someone's got to remember his name, right? So to Tom. To Tom. Yeah. All right. So you guys shoot the ship for a little bit and uh, catch up and uh, probably just get a little bit too drunk for the afternoon. Uh, and, as, an ex, uh, as an ex-girlfriend of mine once put it, the sun's over the yard arm somewhere in the world. That's right. <laughs> All right. VEDX. Is Vedex under any? Does Vedex have any instructions to contact any of his handlers? Uh, no. Uh, the only thing that he has been given was that uh, that telegram stating to meet, you know, at uh, um, five o'clock at the Nefarit's Cafe. Okay. What time is it? Oh, uh, we could probably say it's maybe a little bit closer to two at this point. Okay. He's going to. Um... He's going to gather up his belongings and he's going to head in the general direction of the Meats Cafe. Um, before he gets there, though, he's going to case the place out. 
And uh, does he uh, see any unusual activity? Anybody else casing the place? Uh, make an intuition roll for me. That's I on your sheet. What do you need? It. Yeah. How do I make an intuition roll? Um, you have incredible uh, next to your intuition. So if you go down to the uh, macros at the bottom, hit incredible. It's number seven. Gotcha. There you go. We got a yellow. All right. Taking a look around. Um, really seems pretty clear. Uh, there doesn't really seem to be anybody kind of scoping out the place. Um, you do spot um, a U.S. military vehicle just down the street uh, just a bit. Uh, nobody's in it, uh, but there, it's a, it's a two-seater truck uh, that looks like it might, you know, have, well, it has a kind of a covered back to it mm -hmm. back there. But other than that, nothing that really sticks out okay i'm not sure how much that would even stick out in, this, in everything considered uh, they serve um they serve whiskey in these bars they do yeah he's gonna go in he's gonna get started a little bit early he's gonna order himself a beer and a whiskey pull mm -hmm. out his cigarettes and light one up okay well, eventually the five o'clock hour uh, begins to roll around for you guys. Uh, so I assume everybody's kind of making their way towards the Nefertiti's Cafe. Hank will get there just before five. Okay. Um, Vedex, since you are already there, uh, you do spot uh, a gentleman that looks to be in about his mid-50s, uh, graying hair, uh, and obviously, you know, an officer uh, within the uh, U.S. Army. Uh, looks very stern. Uh, he walks in, spots you, uh, and gives the salute. Um... And he just heads basically straight towards the towards the back. Doesn't ask you to follow, but he just kind of walks past, acknowledges your presence. Okay, and I'm I'm gonna make some. I want to make some changes to Vedex. He's, mm -hmm. he's no longer in um, military fatigues. Mm -hmm. He's um, he's he's covert, sort of speak. Um, he is the covert version of Captain America. Captain America is the public version that everybody knows about. He is the other super soldier that they don't know about. <laughs> He's the other guy. Captain Extraordinary Rendition. <laughs> He's the super soldier with a ball cap. Exactly. <laughs> and a duffel bag. Now he is still he is still dressed in fatigues, though, correct? No. 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 Okay. That's that's what I want to that's what I want to undo. He doesn't right. have any official military affiliation. Okay. So we'll that's take why away I use the term handlers instead of superiors. Gotcha. Uh, so. We'll we'll take away the salute then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, he's obviously an American in Egypt. So. All right. All right. Well, once you guys all uh, have gathered. Um, Vedex, you see two other individuals kind of pop in. Uh, one uh, that looks probably a little bit more out of place than uh, anybody else, and uh, he's kind of a redhead uh, with a very finely trimmed 
mustache and a, a soul patch. Uh, and how, how is uh, how is Mr. Arcane dressed? Uh, so, I mean, he's dressed in just uh, street clothes, I guess, you know, so just a, a jacket and um, just uh, you know, slacks, probably. I mean, he does look out of place because it, I, I got the impression it's kind of a seedy, kind of a seedy kind of place, this this bar, this cafe. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not, you know, not quite Indiana Jones looking, right? I mean, but certainly like that style of guy right he's wearing a jacket he's got he does have a hat on not a ball cap but uh you know not a not a fedora but a, a trilby or whatever or no an actual fedora not a trilby so he's wearing a hat i mean he's trying to he looks like he's trying to you know disguise himself but he's not doing a very good job so he he walks in he's got kind of a um uh kind of a, a rucksack with him a small one that uh you know, as he walks in, he kind of fishes around in it a little bit, and he, he looks around looking for, I, I don't know, some sign to, hey, we're over here, or or whatever. So he's, he's a little out of place. Well, he, he does he does see uh, that X staring at him. <laughs> There's a guy staring a hole in me over there, so good, good to know. Uh, well, let's see, so he's American. I guess there's not a lot of Americans here in the bar. You are currently the only two that you can see. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> all right, well, all right, I'll I'll make my way over to 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 this guy in the corner who stared at me, the only other American, and uh, he uh, and he holds up the telegram like he like fit, that's what he fished that's what he was reaching for in the bag, and then he holds up his telegram. He's like, hey. Uh, are you um, Sam or I'm sorry, Mr. Sawyer, General Sawyer? So I don't know how this works. No, the General Sawyer that you're looking for, I think it's the fellow that just headed that direction. My name's Johnny. Johnny. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm I'm Hank. Uh, I, I I got a message. I'm supposed to meet um, some people here. Uh, would VEDX be one of those people? That he's supposed to meet. He looks at the. He looks at I don't know. Does it say I'm supposed to who I'm supposed to meet? Nope. Just just Sam. Okay. Uh, no, no, mine didn't say who else. But uh, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm here. I'm here to help. Well, I wouldn't mind sharing a uh, beer with another American. If you want to have a seat, have a beer oh. with me. I'm sure the general will be walking by pretty soon. If oh, you've got okay. the time, yeah, I'm. I'm game for that. It's uh, it's uh, dry, here. It's very dry. Yeah, well, what's your whistle? He motions for somebody to bring him another beer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, you get served, and right as you guys are uh, are beginning to tip back your first drink, uh, you spot another American that that walks in. Uh, Jake, you want to tell us how you uh, how you come into the building? Um, possibly a little tipsy. He's a pretty, you know, he can hold his liquor. He's uh, he's got a you know pretty good thing, uh, you know, um, yeah, metabolism. But uh, he's had a lot. Of, he was spending a lot of time just talking with with some of the old guys and catching up. But he's generally okay. Uniform, uh, very standard issue looking uh, GI uniform. 
he's a little out of place here uh, because this obviously isn't a, a soldier dive. Uh, so he comes in and you see him take a telegram out of his uh, shirt pocket, read it carefully, and then look up at the, the name of the bar and kind of like doing this sort of back and forth. Yep, this is the right place. Uh, he's looking around. He's probably looking for a guy who looks like a general. All right. And I don't think either of the other two Americans look like they're soldiers. Yeah. So I'm going to just sit. I'm going to sit near him because, hey, you know, we're all Americans here. Uh, just a wave, I uh, sit down, uh, make a show of looking at the menu. I probably should get some solid food in me at this point. Uh, the bartender comes over uh, and asks you, you know, for your order. Uh, gets uh, gets you a drink. Comes back and he says, uh, "I'm going for water now. I don't. I do not want to be, you know, a little drunk when I'm meeting a general. Because <laughs> that's a good way to get on KP for the rest of your life." <laughs> He says to the three of you, uh, you are uh, the Americans, yes. Is that obvious? Yeah. Uh, yeah, X just looks at the other two like, is this guy for real? <laughs> yeah. It is It is easy to spot you in a crowd. <laughs> um, I have it's been- It's a uniform, isn't it? It's a dead giveaway. I have been informed to uh, escort you to our back room, if you would like to come. Uh, just follow me. Uh, and he walks you back to the back uh, of the bar. Just, just uh, in case, you know, he's a, he's a spy trying to lure us into trouble, I am ready to transform. I'm not going to, but I'm, I'm prepared for, for trouble. Gotcha. Yeah, Vedex mumbles something about something tells me we're going to run into a salt and pepper fellow wearing an eye patch. <laughs> oh, he knows Fury, so he suspects him. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There is a uh, photo okay. that should have just popped up in front yep. of you there. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. And you see uh, a soldier general uh, seated behind a table. Uh, they're in this little back room here at the bar. He's extremely sour looking, no nonsense and all business uh, from the moment you guys step into the room. Uh, and he uh, says, so, of course, yeah, I, I may or may not have had the glass of water in my hand when I saluted, <laughs> but I salute. Eddie's soldiers. Have a seat. <laughs> Thank you, Captain General. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say anything about his, his collar brass. <laughs> <laughs> well, good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to meet with me tonight. Y'all have come from far and wide, and your presence here is greatly appreciated. Most of you well know the Nazi party has been dabbling in the occult since the Great War and Hitler has ramped up their studies in recent months since the new war broke out. It's come to our attention that he is honing in on several mystical items that he believes will give him an edge over the Allied forces and put the Nazis in a better position to secure victory after victory in the coming months. We believe that the Nazis have already obtained several items of power already. 
including the Coptic staff, an ancient Egyptian talisman, and the spear of destiny, the spear that pierced the side of Jesus Christ as he lay dying on the cross. There's a man here in Cairo that we believe is in cahoots with some of the high-ranking members of Hitler's inner circle. He's the king of Cairo's underbelly, the crime lord known as Amul Farouk. Can you, can you spell that, please? Uh, yeah, uh, A-M-A-H-L-F-A-R-O-U-K. Okay, thank you. Now, with a little asking around, I'm sure you can get a sit-down with Farouk. The U.S. government has sanctioned me with some funds to assist you all in your travels. And if some of your expenses happen to include bribes, well, just don't let me know about it. We need you to get info from this Farouk on how many items the Nazis are currently after and what their locations may be if he knows. Once you have intel, report back to me here and we can decide on what our next move will be. I think perhaps a little sniffing around the thieves' quarter and greasing the right palms should get you audience with Farouk. Well, I, I did detect a, a very dark presence hanging over the city uh, last night when I came in. I um, don't I don't really know if that applies here, but what other what artifacts is he looking for i mean if he already has the spear if they already have the spear that's uh, i mean that's a big deal now that's that's what i've been told but if you ask me a lot of this is a bunch of hooey i don't necessarily believe in all of this but the higher ups that are up the ladder up the chain have told me that it's of great importance that we beat Hitler to whatever it is that he's trying to get. Because I can, I can tell you from from my own experience, uh, the Nazi bigwigs they sure as hell believe in it. Yeah. I mean, the guy I was stuck with was well. doing stuff with you know test tubes and beakers and crap, but there were guys coming in there with all kinds of you know mystic hoo ha and whatever. They take it real serious. Well, what's, what's the big deal? It's just an old Roman antique that just happens to probably, you know, be in a, a Catholic church might want it, you know, but I don't understand what the big deal is about just an old Roman spear that, you know, may or may not have poked Jesus. Uh, supposedly these things that he's after apparently do have some sort of supernatural power and that is what we are wanting to try to prevent him getting if the if the, any of these things have the potential of giving him an edge in battle against the united states and the allies then we need to make sure he doesn't get it well it's sounds, a, it's, it's kind sounds of silly to me, me. but if, that's if what hitler that's what wants want. it we don't want him to have it okay even if it just makes him mad, so he pounds his tiny little fists on the desk, that's enough for me. No, that that that's enough for me too. You've you've you, you made a good point. 
So I suggest the three of you get to know one another. Uh, we've got another that has uh, been delayed at this point, but hopefully he'll be joining up with you at uh, at some time in the in the near future. But do what you can to ferret out a meeting with this Farouk. Uh, and once you get a chance to speak with him and get me some information, come on back and then we'll uh, we'll chat and see what our next move is going to be. Okay, so all we got to do is three Americans got to find a way to get an audience with the top crime boss of Egypt. No problem. Yeah, it's gonna. We're gonna need a lot of bribe money <laughs> and beer money. Yeah, like I said, the thieves' quarter is probably the best place to start. We'll start there. Okay. So I'll give you guys a moment here after the meeting to kind of. Uh, solidify your uh, relationships I, I with one take another. A, little, a very quick bio break. I will be back in two or three minutes. Sure, no problem. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to use this moment to go grab me a snack. Okay, yeah, that'll be fine. We'll just, take, we'll just take a quick break here. Alright, so it looks, looks like we're all back. Um, I'll give you guys just a little bit of time here to kind of, uh, you know, talk amongst yourselves and kind of plot ahead for uh and and perhaps make some plans if you want or get to know each other so we'll give you a little role-playing time here to kind of feel each other out well fellas it sounds to me like we're going to be uh going bar hopping on the seedy side of egypt hey that's probably the best assignment i've ever been given in this uh this army mm -hmm. well, uncle sam's dime too he's flipping the bill yeah I mean, the problem is I don't, uh, I don't speak any uh, Egyptian or uh, pretty much anything except a couple of words of Italian and uh, a couple of things in German that I probably shouldn't say because I don't think they're polite. <laughs> so I don't suppose any of you guys uh, actually you know, speak the local uh, language. I, I don't, know. Well, Maybe we could hire a guide? Hmm. Yeah, um, and you know, people understand English if you talk it real slow and loud at them, too. Mm -hmm. And repeat yourself. <laughs> Volume. That's, that's, yeah, that's sure one way. Hey, I'm sure there's a, there's some people out there uh, who'll be happy to you know help out a bunch of tourists looking for a good time for a little cash. In fact, maybe we should find that guide in the Thieves' District. Yeah. Kill two birds with one stone, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. And we go, we go down there, and we just act, you know, like we're just, you know, off on a spree. Someone will probably uh, pick us out of the uh, the crowd right away. If you know what I mean. Mm. And then uh, we kind of tell him what we're looking for, and make sure he knows there's some money in it for him. Uh, we just got to be a little careful around these guys, but. Uh, I can handle myself in a fight. I don't know about you two. You look like you're, you're pretty decent. If we get in trouble, yeah, just stand behind me, okay? Trust me. <laughs> okay. You got it, Mr. Tank. <laughs> long, long, long experience has, has taught me that one of the best pe people to ask in any town is the bartender. That is uh, 
That is fair. And if he doesn't know it, you know, at least he get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys yeah. have been wandering the streets and and discussing kind of your uh, your rough plan here to uh, maybe perhaps find a corner bar or something like that where you might be able to get some information. And you do find yourselves uh, in the gigantic Cairo marketplace uh, where all types of goods are sold. And the thieves' quarter is located dead center uh, within the middle of the marketplace. Uh, they sell food, fabrics, drugs, uh, and stolen treasures from ancient crypts. Nearly anything that you want to find can probably be found here from the look of it. There are vendors that line the streets uh, up and down uh, selling their wares. Um, and a small boy of about maybe nine or ten uh, has spotted you and he comes running up and, and he says, American, American. It's the uniform, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, we're American. Uh, you, are, you are visitors here. Yep, that we are. We're, we're just looking for a good time, right, fellas? Oh, yeah. And rare books. Oh, books? You, you, books? You, you, you uh, like he means like babes. I don't know. I don't know what he means, but he means babes. But <laughs> I do not know babes. I, um, but books yeah, I know. Get back to me in about five or six years, kid. <laughs> what What are you oh, selling, kid? I'm, I'm looking at that at um, uh, Doctor Arcane or whatever his his name is. Books. Books. Yes, for my shop. Yes, books. Yes. I sell you books. I, I know I know someone who sell you books. Books are that convenient. I I show you. And he holds out his hand. Palm up. Hey, there you go, Tank. Take 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 the kid's hand. I think he wants us to give him some money. Uh, I peel off some of the you know a bill of who has the money. <laughs> okay, so as far as resources go, uh, we don't necessarily keep track of like dollars and gold coins and all of that sort of stuff. You've got uh, a, a rank called resources on your sheet. And with what uh, Sam had told you, they're providing you some extra resources. So with that in mind, he would have handed you, each of you, uh, an envelope full of bills. Yeah. Uh, and so whatever your resources are on your sheet, they are now at a plus one column shift. So if they're typical, they are now good. Um, so all you need to do anytime you want to use your resources, you just say, I, I want to use my resources and you roll uh, and whatever the result happens to be will, you know, perhaps give you something meh or something pretty nice. Uh, so this would be one of those occasions. And if, uh, if one of you wants to bribe, I seem to be the one the interacting with him directly. So I will, I will pay the bribe. All right. So just, uh, just roll on, uh, I think for you, it would be the good column now. Yep. yep. And got a green. Okay. He takes the bill and puts it in his pocket. And he says, come, come, you come. Uh, 
follow along. Being alert, you know, obviously, you know, I know, you know, we're in a seedy part of town. That, you know, I, I grew up in a seedy part of town. I know that there were plenty of urchins running around my neighborhood. They saw a guy in a fancy suit, looked rich, walking around like he didn't know what was what to do. They'd be in a dark alley where he needs the kid's 12 brothers. So I'm just <laughs> assuming it's the same way everywhere, whether it's Pennsylvania or Egypt, some things are universal. All right, so he leads you down uh, into the quarter, uh, a little bit deeper, uh, and you spot a uh, a store that he is kind of making a beeline towards. It's a it's an actual storefront. Um, he has introduced himself to you at this point. He says his name is Sokari. Uh, S O K A R I. Uh, and he says that the uh, bookstore that he is taking you to uh, is called uh, Pamati Books and Antiquities. What books and antiquities was the first name? Hamadi, H-A-M-A-D-I. Okay. Um, and you go inside uh, and it is a quaint little bookstore uh, with uh, with tall bookshelves uh, that have lots of different types of books in there. Uh, mostly, you know, fiction uh, for the most part. But you do see uh, that there are some older tomes uh, there as well. Plus, on top of all of the shelves that, that are there, there are uh, little... Egyptian kind of antique type stuff, uh, but nothing that seems to be, to your eye, Mr. Arcane, that okay. seems to be like magical or anything like that. You're not really getting a read on that here. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try uh, one of the things that you said a few minutes ago. I'm gonna mm -hmm. try and uh, do some magic and use uh, energy detection magic. Okay. Yeah, to see if I, you know, kind of. Get, get a read on anything mm -hmm. else. Uh, so just roll. Uh, he's doing that dude up. are you serious Damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey it's your dice roller man it's not me I didn't <laughs> okay all right so uh um, remarkable that's got to be a red right truly it's a red oh that is definitely a red yeah uh so when I said you weren't really getting a read off of anything, perhaps there is one little thing that is inside this bookstore that just as you go in, you kind of make a little hand gesture and uh, uh, all of a sudden, just out of your peripheral, a little light comes on uh, in one of those bookshelves and you spot one particular book uh, off to the side uh, that really draws your attention. Well, I won't make a beeline for it because, you know, I'm reasonably uh, uh, wise. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll look at something else. I'll look at something else, and I'll be, like, oh, what's this over here? <laughs> and I'll wander over to, uh, you know, to that that shelf and take a look. Sure. Um, this is a book uh, by the title of Ra Kepfer Ka. Okay. Well, I'll uh, 
you know, I'll, I'll, you know, pick it up and that kind of reasonably curious. Oh, uh, well, how much for this one? It looks like it hasn't moved in a while. The uh, walk over to the shop. Gentleman behind the counter is uh, is older, probably in his upper sixties, uh, and has a uh, rather long uh, salt and pepper beard that kind of comes down to his sternum, uh, and uh, has a a full head of hair uh, that he has pulled back in a ponytail. Uh, I'm Hamadi. Uh, you are interested in this book? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks um, interesting, and, you know, I could use it for my own shop. I have a shop back uh, stateside. I'm sure you can tell. And, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm curious. Well, you have excellent taste. Um, this this book is uh, is very rare. Uh, and very expensive. Oh, come on. It's been sitting there. It's, does it have like a, I'll like blow a layer of dust off of it? Surely it's coated. Oh, <laughs> uh, the more dust on the book, the more expensive it is. <laughs> oh, well, good news. There's less dust on it now. So, <laughs> so, okay. So you must make uh, a fortune running a uh, bookshop in Egypt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dusty. Okay, well, so, 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 what can we do here? What can we, what can, what can we make here? Uh, this is a very special book. I would say uh, fifty American dollars. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think he'll even bat. He'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, he he perks up. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, that, that is good. Is there anything else that I can do for you? Well, uh, you know, I, I would That's be interested. Like, you know, a month pay. <laughs> it, yeah, you get, you got any Archie comics? Um, there the, there is a small box you see over in corner there. Oh, great! Uh, you you flip through there. I don't know what we have, but uh, the, for the children. There is there is books over there. Hey hey, there's no dust on these comics. It's, um, oh yeah. It's a, a penny each, right? Uh, he holds uh, it up. Look, no dust, none at all. Penny each, good. Yes. Right, yeah, uh, he grabs some. He grabs some Archie comics, folds them up, and you know shoves them in his pants. Okay. Yes, guys. Nineteen forty-three. They would have been brought here by a time traveler. Those are going to be worth a lot. Those. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we, I mean, we are interested in other, um, you know, kind of uh, hard to find items, other interesting, unique items. Uh, that's why we're here. We're on this, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know if I would say uh, shopping expedition, but certainly in that way, we were hoping you could introduce us to, I mean, uh, we understand the guy that we need to see is. Uh, the, this guy, uh, uh, Farouk, we understand he's the one who has all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. That is a name that most Americans do not know. Most no. Americans don't pay, um, what was it, $50 for a <laughs> dusty book? Mm, that is true, yes. Hmm. Hmm. 
I know of a man that perhaps could get word to this Farouk. I mean, if he has more uh, rare items like this, I mean, uh, we'd be interested. If you go to the center of the square, you, the three of you, will stand out in the crowd. Ahmed should find you. Just make yourself known. We don't. We don't want to get killed or robbed. I mean, we're 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 businessmen. He looks, you know, over the two soldiers. We're businessmen. We're we're here for business, you know. Says so the guy that took the first offer from an Egyptian seller. <laughs> Going to the center of the square is certainly it's a good businessman. <laughs> it is certainly a risk, but you ask to speak to Farouk, so you must know what the risk would be. Yeah, well, let's go. Good doing business with you. And you. Safe journeys. Well, as he walks away, he cracks that book open. He wants to see if there's, you know, like, oh, what, what, what do I got here? Uh, it is certainly uh, written in uh, an old Egyptian language. Uh, and since you don't have, you know, the ability to, to actually read it, uh, it's it's going to be certainly hard to decipher. Uh, now, again, with perhaps some magics, you might be able to, you know, uh, work out some sort of translation or something like that. But that'll certainly be time consuming. Sure. Well, he couldn't help but, you know, thumb through it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So. So are we making our way to the center of the square? Yes. Yeah, I'm good with that. Oh, yeah. The square we're, is... We're supposed to be here standing out, so I'm going <laughs> to wave to people and, you know, call out, hey! And <laughs> otherwise make a complete idiot out of myself. Well, the square is certainly uh, bustling uh, at this time. Uh, it's in the mid-evening, probably around... 6 7 o'clock at this point uh, and everyone is out kind of carousing and, and uh, a lot of the shops the street shops are, are closing down around about this time but there's still plenty of people about this is when the real nightlife actually probably begins uh, so people are going out and, and taking in the nightlife uh, at this point so there's a big big crowd uh, moving about so it's easy to find your way to the center of the square there's a large obelisk uh, there in the middle you guys are out there and uh, as lizard was saying you know waving around and, and just kind of making a little bit of a spectacle of yourself uh, and I'm gonna have each of you uh, roll an intuition for me please Boo. That's what you get for those 99s and 96s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it had to, well, had to well, rebound well, at some point. Well, 
that doesn't. Oh, there's a white there too. Okay. Intuition is not his strong suit. I mean, he's okay, he's good, but not great. So, Vedex, uh, you got a green. Uh, and you spot a guy that's on the opposite side of the street. This is kind of a cul-de-sac of, of some, well, maybe not a cul-de-sac, but a roundabout. Um, and off to the west, uh, you see a guy that's kind of dressed in robes and is hooded uh, that seems to have been keeping a pretty close eye on your interactions uh, with the locals uh, from the moment that you stepped into the square. Uh, you pass by him and barely noticed him uh, when you first came into the square itself. But he's been ever-present, and he has been kind of side-eyeing you guys from the moment that you arrived. Okay. Vedex uh, turns around so that you, the, that guy can't see his face and says, guys, we're being scoped on our 12 o'clock. Yeah, we want to be, right? I mean, that's why we're, we're, we're acting like idiots, huh? 12 o'clock. He looks down. <laughs> it's uh, direct, directly, directly in front of your team. I, I kind of look around to see oh, if I can right. figure yes. out who's scoping me. Yes. I, I'm trying I to knew that. Cool. All right. Um, yeah, and you, after you look around when he says 12 o'clock, you can kind of spot this one guy who's kind of leaning up against a lamppost. Uh, and dressed in this kind of hooded uh, cloak. And I'm going to pull up a picture here for you so you can actually see him. There we go. He looks friendly. Okay, yeah. See him holding nice guy. No, you don't see the scimitar. Okay. And it, now, you, see, you have seen plenty of scimitars as you've been walking around, as we've discussed already, but you do not see his. <laughs> so it, would, it wouldn't be strange to, to see a scimitar if we did see one, I'm sure. Right, yeah. Okay. Okay. And he's coy. I mean, he's really slick about kind of keeping an eye on you guys and he he will stop and he'll talk to somebody as they pass uh but vedex for sure i mean you, you know this guy's definitely sculpting you okay let's um you think that's ahmed softly talk to the other guys um i think maybe we should talk to this guy but maybe yeah, we should yeah, I, I'd say for the moment, let's, you know, just kind of be nice. We don't want to put him off. I don't know if he's Ahmed. Maybe he's one of Ahmed's, you know, watchers. Try to make sure that we get to meet the big man himself. Maybe we should lure him, you know, into a bar where it's quiet. Or maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. Uh... I mean, <clears throat> maybe that's maybe that's Ahmed, right? It might be. Uh, We're trying uh, to get his attention. I'll just go. Okay, the hell with this. I'm just gonna go straight up to him. Tank. <laughs> that's subtle. Sure. Yeah. Why not? It's very, hey, very tank-like of you. Hey, 
We're looking for a good sure. place. Sure, maybe this is how uh, this works. I'm looking for a place to get some drinks, and my uh, weird buddy here is looking for a place to get some books. He wouldn't happen to know uh, where that is, and I sort of jingle, uh, you know, coin purse. I don't even have a coin purse. I probably just have a wallet. I just kind of hold up my wallet, you know, kind of hinting, yeah, I can, I can, you know, pay you if you know where to go. You say your friend is looking for books. Yeah, the weirdo. Yeah, him. He, he wants books. <laughs> books of all things. But I believe he has already found his books. Oh, you found one. You gotta have more than one, I guess. He's got a store. Uh, he has already been to the best bookstore in the square. <laughs> well then. Not the only one, I'm sure. What, what can I do for you? I'll let uh, let the uh, arcane take over at this point. Oh, uh, 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 uh well, um, I'm I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Um, so so as uh, as you know, we are uh, businessmen. The three of us, we are three businessmen. Do not lie to Ahmed. I mean, I am a businessman. That's true. But these two are not. Uh, they're associates of mine. I and there is more to you than meets the eye as well, yes? Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a good businessman. I'm a warrior uh, but, by trade. But, uh, but I, I am seeking, uh, not just books, but other rare antiquities. And, uh, we have money to spend for those things and we understand this is the place to get it and we understand you know um, the you know the guy to see the man the gentleman to see here in Cairo is is this mr. Farouk hmm I mean that's what we're told I mean obviously we're new here I'm new here maybe they're not but we understand he can he can arrange this for us, or or he has connections. So you must be Ahmed. I am. And for someone that is new here, many that are new here do not know the name Farouk. Some of them aren't as good a businessman as I am. He read it in a book. Is that a book? Why are you really here? If you tell me this, this perhaps might gain you the ability to speak with Farouk. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So he looks around conspiratorially. Well, that X kind of nods his head, like, here, tell him, you know. I can't imagine that anyone would want, let's see, I'm trying to remember how that worked there, but I can't imagine that anyone would want, uh, you know, that guy. You know the guy to win uh that little maniac and so you know we're trying to do our part mm -hmm. and uh so we're trying to um well we're trying to do our part for that or i'm trying to do my part i guess you know anyway so we're trying to uh find some some things and we understand that you know, Farouk knows a lot about the city, and uh, 
you know, he could probably, you know, point us in the right direction. We, we have resources that so we're willing to, uh, to spend to, you know, stand in the way of that, uh, that little maniac. So you, a businessman, would like to speak with Farouk, one businessman, to another? Well, I mean, not just me alone, but sure, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. And the soldiers, they may come. They're business associates, certainly. <laughs> you are clever. You're a clever one. I like you. I like you. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'd like a drink, but I'm not saying it out loud. <laughs> Wait here. Right here in the, the roundabout? Wait here. Feels awkward. Is there a bar we can wait in? Mm. Yes. Just across the way there. Tell them Ahmed sent you. You're a good guy, Ahmed. Hm. Thanks, man. You don't know me very well yet. I know you well enough. Alright, so you guys hop over to the bar. Maybe grab a drink while you're in there, and uh, probably about 30 minutes or so passes. Uh, and Ahmed actually returns. And he says, now, I have gained a meeting for you. Behave yourself. Oh, we're the very picture of gentlemen. Um... And he takes you out of the bar and walks about uh, three blocks uh, to the east. Uh, and you come across uh, what appears to be from the outside uh, a nightclub. Uh, there are uh, spotlights that hit the front of the building. Uh, and this seems to be uh, a very high-end type nightclub. There's uh, velvet ropes out in front uh, and you can see in English uh, underneath the uh, Egyptian writing uh, that touts the name of the building in English uh, it uh, is translated to the last night uh, Alilat Almadia al Alilat Almadia the last night concerning and the Almadia is a decadent club of Egyptian excess inside uh, as you follow Ahmed he gets you past the bouncers there at the uh, at the entrance the walls inside are lined with purple and gold fabrics and stone tablets with ancient hieroglyphs that were obvi obviously torn from the walls of crypts by greedy tomb raiders looking for a big payday. There are exotic belly dancers entertaining the male patrons of the establishment, and the bar is stocked with the most expensive liquors and wines from across the globe. There's a balcony that overlooks the main bar uh, area, and Ahmed uh, walks up a spiral staircase to lead you up to the balcony. And there's a private room 
uh, on the balcony that overlooks the club. And seated uh, on a bed of pillows is this gentleman right here. Oh, I've seen him before. He is a giant. So in Marvel, he's a villain. Got it. (laughs) He's a giant of a man wearing a tiny little fez purple uh, cap, uh, dressed all in white. And he probably weighs about 500 pounds. Um, And he sits on a bed of pillows. Uh, and to either side of him are two topless belly dancers uh, that are feeding him dates uh, from a pair of bowls. And he takes you in uh, visually and he says, what brings you to my establishment? Uh, Hank looks to either side like uh... FedEx puts his hand on um, Mr. Arcane's back and pushes him forward yeah. <laughs> oh. oh this is uh, I'm this kind is a of different... looking at the belly dancers a little uh, yeah him uh, he likes books this is a different kind of business than I'm used to but but so so uh, uh, so he kind of fidgets about a bit and uh, so we come here um, as businessmen, right? One, one businessman to another, right? Uh, seeking, um, well, well. So first of all, I I, I want to know, you know, maybe what you know about happenings in your city, which uh, I realize is kind of broad, but but. Uh, um, the finding of rare things, rare and perhaps powerful things uh, in your city. Talk of spears and staves and things of um, uh, uh, arcane natures. Things that should be kept out of the wrong hands. And I can't imagine it would be good for business for you, for that little maniac to win. <laughs> so you know the one. You know, you know, that guy. You know, that guy. You can mention the name of Defure here. Well, you know, he looks around. You, you never know. Yeah, I, I suppose this is your place. I suppose you do know. You know what but, they say about speaking the devil's name. Hmm. How ironic! Uh, uh, but uh, but so we we are here to stand in his way as best you know a businessman can. Uh, and whom and, do you represent? Uh, Uncle I mean, Sam. I look I look at the two soldiers over over either soldier over either shoulder. Uh, I mean, the great United is. States of America. I think that's pretty clear. And its loyal allies. And they do their part. And friends. There are certainly many items of power that reside here within Cairo. Is there 
something specific that you are looking for, or just want to know of my knowledge of what is here? Um, all right. Well, let me just ask this question real quick. So, so we have we have the general thinks that Hitler already has the spear mm -hmm. and the staff. Yep. Okay. So, okay. And so we're looking for. Um, were there he, other specific items that he talked about? He uh, want, right. he wants to know uh, specifically what items Hitler is actually looking for. Okay. In addition okay. to what he potentially already has. What he has, what he's looking for, what he might be able to get his hands on. Okay. But we we don't know of any specific items to seek out, right? Correct. We're just That's fact finding right against. now. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, okay. So 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 it's a bit of um uh uh. A little bit of several things, uh, my my good sir. Um, one, you must know what's happening here in your city. So one, we we would like to, we would be willing to pay for uh, confirmation of some you know guesswork, some intelligence work, I suppose, um, on what uh, what the Fuhrer already has, if you know and what he potentially has already uh you know for all i know his his agents may have asked you about i mean you you are the one with the power here so i mean we would be willing to uh to do business with you um if over this, if uh, this information you know he's 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 going after maybe we could get there before him maybe you know it could end up being profitable for you we can split the difference I see. Well, sadly, gentlemen, I do not know the specifics of the items that De Fuhrer is currently in search of, other than the Ark of the Covenant, which, in my opinion, is a bit of a fool's errand. However, Why is that? Hmm. I am sure that it exists. I just do not know that it will bring him the power that he seeks. He certainly is on the lookout for other items. And perhaps this fool's errand, you've seen the Nazi soldiers in my city, yes? We have. That is what they are looking for. But I believe that he has his sights set on other things that are more powerful that he can use himself and divide amongst those that follow him closely in order to gain him an edge in this world war you have certainly piqued my interest and may in, I may indeed be of some service to you in the long run I will tell you this. We are conducting a business transaction here, yes? Yes. Yes, we are. So I need something from you in return for information that perhaps I might be able to give. There is a legend of a man of great knowledge and power who has taken residence in the sands outside of Cairo. He is a lone, a lone hermit. I'm sorry, Sands. 
Yes, the sands outside of Cairo. Yeah, that's that's what I thought you said. Like 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 just in the sand? <laughs> he is a lone hermit who is said to practice the black arts. The man viciously protects his abode. An ancient tomb of a fallen pharaoh. Many believe that the pharaohs were gods. But for many years, there have been religious sects that have gathered at this particular tomb in worship of the one true God, in Sabanur, the uh, eternal no, Pharaoh. one true God is, is just God. Hmm. That is, that is your perception. He's right, you know. It's... There's but only one God. You are free to believe what you believe, but my... People here are free to believe as they believe. He's an American. <laughs> Be that as it may, the hermit is rumored to himself possess an item of great power. The Pearl of Ozymandias. Okay. I know of this item very well. It is said to have scrying powers that allow the possessor to see through space and time. If you can acquire this stone for me, I would be willing to guide you on your path in search of the items in which you seek. I see. So you want us to recover this from El Sabanur? Yes, and I believe with the power of the stone, I would be able to assist you along your path. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound too hard. I mean, we go out there, we talk to this hermit, we get this stone from him. No big deal. How far outside of uh, Cairo is it? It is uh, a half, half day's journey. Oh. But my friend here, Ahmed, knows the desert well and can cut some time off of that if you would be willing to let him guide you. Oh, we like Ahmed. So, is this a business transaction? I, I look at the other two, are we... Are we of an accord, yeah, I think that, gentlemen? That sounds, that sounds good for right now. Excellent. Welcome to Cairo. Thank you. How hard could this be? <laughs> Some old guy chuckles. living in the sand against uh, three of Uncle Sam's finest? I don't think there's going to be much of a problem well, at all. Well, too. It sounds like a piece of cake. I just don't understand why any of it. <sighs> too. I'm, I'm no soldier. It's a. Don't understand how any of this can't be settled with a really big bomb. I, I. I, I wouldn't. Maybe. 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 Whatever. That sounds like you're. The, the job is the job. Okay. Well, well, are we going now, or are we going 
Uh, what time is it? Is it late in the day? It's, it's about nine at this point, nine at night, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ahmed says that uh, he will procure some camels uh, for you and meet you uh, on the outskirts of the city uh, to the south. Oh, camels? I, uh, camels. I don't... Uh, I look over at the other two. I don't... Uh, I don't... Uh, I don't ride. And he, I don't ride the... Can I... Uh, okay, fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's, um, it's fine. I can ride a bike. Uh, we we don't have like camels or horses or stuff in, uh, you know, the city. And Ahmed says, "Ah, a camel is just like riding a bike." I cool. feel like that's not true, but, <laughs> but okay. So I I just like so I just got like kick it somewhere to put it in high gear, huh? That's right. You, you okay? Give it a little, little nudge. All right, so that would bring us to the end of kind of this interaction with uh, with Farouk uh, and the end of the first chapter. Uh, I'm going to grant you some karma points that you can add to your sheets. Um, and you each will get um, 45 karma points that you can add on. Does that go under current or advancement? Um, I would... Okay, here's the way that works. So, we are at war here. And I kind of have some special rules when it comes to karma and killing in battle for war. Within the Marvel Universe, if you kill somebody within the phase rip system, if you kill somebody, anything that is in your regular uh, karma rank there uh you lose all of it so basically uh, punisher and wolverine always have zero karma pretty much right but <laughs> we're playing we're playing before the comic book code was written that is true yeah. yeah yeah so you won't lose all of it if you do kill there will be some karma loss and that's just basically kind of the moral conundrum of of being a superhero uh in this reality um if it is in your advancement fund you don't lose any of it, but you can't spend anything in the advancement fund for just regular dice rolls. So if you call karma to bump yourself up, you can't pull that out of advancement fund. So advancement once you push it, like XP, it would we can use it to raise our abilities later. Right, right, okay. yeah. So once you push it over to advancement fund, it gets locked uh, and can only be used to advance the character. If you leave some in your just regular karma then you could spend that willy-nilly throughout the game. So it kind of becomes a balance of, okay, how much am I going to shift over to Karma pool and how much is going to be, uh, or I'm sorry, advancement, and how much is going to be just my regular pool that I'm going to pull from from adventure to adventure. Okay. So it's like, um, it's like XP and, uh, what do you call yes. it, inspiration, but it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Arcane, I'm going yes. to gr grant you an extra 10 karma points for the uh, diplomacy that you used there in, in speaking with uh, Farouk. Cool. Thank you. You said 45, right? 45, correct. Okay. All right, so the next morning, uh, you guys wake up, maybe take a 
take a quick bath uh, in the uh, communal bathroom <laughs> that uh, that is there at the hotel uh, and head out to meet Ahmed. Now, for those of you that are uh, Marvel buffs, uh, Ahmed Al-Jabbar is this guy's name. And if uh, you, you might potentially recognize him as the guy that was the... Um, mentor to Oro Monroe Storm when she was a child right. in on the streets of Cairo. Um, so he meets you guys on the outskirts of, uh, of Egypt uh, with several uh, camels. Uh, and then you guys begin your journey uh, into the desert. And it takes about three and a half hours uh, on the path that he leads you out there. Uh, and off in the distance, uh, you see what appears to be uh, an oasis. Um, huh. And it really looks like it's just a figment of your imagination and your eyes kind of playing tricks on you. Um, there are kind of faint dancing lights that kind of look like an aurora borealis i can't say that correctly uh and they shimmer above kind of a large rock protrusion jutting out of the sand that's surrounded by uh this beautiful oasis of palm trees and a small pond and you can kind of make out what looks like a cascading waterfall um, and like I said, it seems like an illusion, but the closer you get, it is indeed tactile, not the mirage that your eyes keep trying to convince you of. Um, well, this is not natural. And once you get close enough, you can actually even spot out that there is a, a small fire, uh, going, uh, close to a little shack. Uh, that's maybe a few meters from the edge of the pond with a dwindling fire burning not far uh, from the shack. And I'm going to pull you to your first map. How about that? There you are. And again, you can use your mouse to scroll in and out to kind of give you a better view. I kind of had you... Uh, honed in there where you can see where you guys were, but if you scroll out, you should be able to see the whole map there. So you can see the little pool uh, and the little shack. Looks like there's a couple of tents off to the side there as well, and a little fire burning. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to try some magic. Okay. I'm going to try... Um, Let's see. I think I'm going to try uh, life detection. Yeah, life detection. Okay. Uh, so, throw a... Oh, let's see, that's remarkable. All right, so you got a green. Nope. You detect life, but... At least in the area that's visual, visible, 
to you here. Um, seems to be only animal life. Uh, you're not really detecting a human presence here, but the fire certainly suggests that there was mm -hmm. someone here recently. Okay. Well, I'll I'll pause for a moment and I'll turn and I'll say I I I, I don't I don't think he's here. Or at least I, I can't sense him. Mm. Uh, the hermit is here, Ahmed says. Oh. But this is as far as I go. Has this always been out here? Mm. As far as I can remember, yes. But mm. it's odd. It's not always in the same place. Okay, that is odd. Sure. The weirdest mission. But I will wait here with the camels if you wish to explore. Okay. Sure. Well, you know, if he ain't around, we could just grab the pearl and leave a little IOU or something. Um, sure. Or just, you know, leave some money, you know. Yeah, like I said, I owe you. Oh, I guess we could actually leave the money, so yeah. Yeah, well. yeah some greenbacks. Technically, money is an IOU, so yeah, we are yeah. on the same page. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, Maybe this will be easier than we thought. <laughs> so, um, no, no, it's not. <laughs> bet, bet your next will cross the bridge. Okay. Yeah, you guys can move freely around here. Now, the way the squares work on here... Uh, movement in the Marvel game is a little bit different. Uh, they do it by areas. Uh, and there's really no way for me to kind of delineate areas in here other than saying one area is basically a five square uh, square. So every five squares that you move is technically one area that you're moving through. Um, none of you guys really have any, like, travel powers of any sort other than, um, Mr. Arcane, who has flight, and you've got flight of Remarkable. With your flight of Remarkable just about everywhere on this map <laughs> is pretty much free reign. <laughs> uh, so you, you can move faster than the other guys, for sure. Um... I'd have to look up real quick to see, you know, what the range is on that. I don't know if you it's, looked at the table. Yeah, it's nine is the nine. maximum. Okay. Uh, but I'd need a, what, a yellow feed or whatever to get nine. Okay. But it's three the first round. I think normal speed is five areas, so mm -hmm. that's still, you know, faster. Sure. And then, like, max speed is nine, but I, I'm... Yeah, there's acceleration, deceleration. Yeah, and that'll come into play, you know, when we need it to. Obviously, now you're not flying, so the the max that you guys can uh, can traverse uh, in a round is three areas, yeah. uh, so a total of fifteen squares. But we're not in combat, so you just feel free to move freely uh, where you want to go. Well, I'll go does, with. Um, does Vetronex still have his rocket pack? And... Oh, that's right. Uh, we, we did talk about that. Uh, I couldn't remember. I thought you had said, uh, did we, we, there was something that we took off. Yeah. You've got your rocket pack. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. So you're and excellent. Mm -hmm. He's going to take it out of his duffel bag and strap it on, but mm -hmm. he doesn't take the flight. Okay. Got it. 
And you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and pull out the M919 as well, since we're since we're out of the city. Gotcha. And wrap a belt around his arm. A bullets. All right. But you know he okay. keeps, he keeps it he keeps it down. So it's that kind of party. Oh, okay. All right. Lovely little. I don't know. Am, am I am I being too aggressive, guys? Is no, 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 is no, this no, wrong? Yeah. You know, he just gestures to the gun. You know, is, is it too be, much? No, no, no. There could be bandits. There could be all sorts of things. Uh, hey, I man, have, I, I have a, I have a service revolver that I will probably also have out just in case. And also, I want to give Ahmed over there something to think about. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, you know, hey, man, this uh, seems like soldier shit. I'm no soldier, so I, I don't, I don't know. You, you do, yeah, we you should, do soldier uh, stuff. Yeah. So um, there's that tent and stuff over that way and we got some rocks and things um i think if we're looking for Ahmed, we should try the tent first sure yeah 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 hey right mean, that's where i'd be if i was Ahmed. do i see a bunch of um uh ferris items over there near the tent that i can now that i'm getting a little closer like, is there, like, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, any kind of Ferris items that I can see? Uh, like metal type yeah, stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, sure. Like yeah. I mean, he's he's got, like, little steel posts, you know, that are holding sure. up the two tents outside. Um, and, you know, rusty nails holding the shack together sure. and so forth. Sure. Uh, but nothing. No vehicles any... or anything or nope. nothing uh, like that. Nothing right? of any note. There's a, there's a little cart off the back uh that you know but it's mostly made of wood sure okay cool no reason hey uh so did uh did the human tank talk about turning into a tank to hank or no i don't recall i don't i don't know that that's no, necessarily i have, I have not i have not revealed my powers yet yeah. it's not okay. really a secret identity thing yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, obvious, but I also don't go around saying, "Hey, by the way, if we get into trouble, I turn into a seven. No, no, that's no, totally cool. I just, I, honestly, I couldn't remember if it came up yeah. or not. I mean, he pulls out a, you know, a jetpack and a rifle, and you know, I didn't know. And you pull out a pistol, so that's fine. Okay, okay. Since I can only stay in tank form for a limited period of time, I tend to save it for when I um, absolutely have to smash something. Sure. All right, so now where are we heading? Oh well, I think we said uh, we're heading. Through, I'm going to go through. Oh, I'm going to go through the gate here, mm -hmm. and basically go to this tent where I'm mm -hmm. standing in front of it, and sort of stick my head in there, and say, uh, "Do we know the hermit's name?" Nope. Yeah, in some, it, I mean, we weren't we told it's in yeah, Solomon. It was given to us. Uh, his name was not given to you. Um, oh. No, uh, but he protects the tomb of Insalvanur. Oh. Yes. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. My bad. I, I goofed yeah. that. It's the so tomb. He's, he's right. the the wizard of the the black sand. All right. So you poke your head, uh, Jake, into the uh, yeah. into the shack. And um, I will. I will. I will say. Hey. Uh, Guy said there were some dancing girls here. <laughs> and there's no answer. Doesn't seem to be any movement in there either. Is it completely dark in there? 
Uh, no, there's a little lantern inside. It's it's still daytime, uh, but uh, there is a lantern that's burning some oil. Okay, uh, I'm... They're still all the way back there, huh? Hmm. Uh, well, no, I mean, I, I, I would have walked up closer. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, just you know, stick my head in what could be a, a trap completely alone. I want friends with me. <laughs> so they can also get hurt. Um, so I'm gonna, before I go in there, I'm going to go also look at the other one. Mm-hmm. Is maybe this where the dancing girls are? <laughs> and those are open tents. Uh, and it looks like that might be someplace, you know, where, you know, he might, he maybe keeps, you know, some food that he doesn't keep inside the house with him, you know, some grain uh, and barley and stuff like that. Uh, it looks like there, the other tent might be someplace where, you know, perhaps a horse uh, might be kept as well. Uh, so nothing of any note there. So nothing, nothing here looks like this is where he lives, and right there is his, you know, jewel box where he keeps the pearl, huh? Well, the the shack, I, you just kind of poked your head in real quick, so we haven't really gotten a good look in there just yet. Uh, all right, okay. So this 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 is not where the horse is, where I'm standing now. Right. Yeah. That's that's the actual shack right there. <clears throat> and well, I'll go in. If there's no one in there, there's no one in there. Okay. I'm going in pretty cautiously. I'm trying to be open so that, you know, it doesn't look like I'm sneaking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're Hello? in there... Hello? Just gonna poke my head in here. Yeah, no answer. Around. As you look around, though, the shack seems to be pretty well-kept and appears to belong to someone who sees themselves as a shaman of some sort. There's magical potions and tomes that lie neatly on the shelves, uh, oh, bookcases and tables. I, I, I turn back to, to Mr. Arcane and say, if you want books, we found books. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I go in there also. All right. So you take a look around, and, and yes, there are numerous books in here. And the writings appear to be in various languages. Uh, that if you make a reason feat, uh, perhaps you might be able to kind of figure out maybe what these are. Oh, jeebus. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that's a one. Yeah, no idea. Those are books. Those are books, and you can't read them. (laughs) Yeah, those are definitely books. I'm not familiar with this material. Uh, is there anything there that looks like, you know, it might have a pearl in it? There is a box uh, on the table in the center of the room uh, that is open. And it has like a velvet lining uh, on the inside uh, and a little divot in the middle that looks like it would house something uh, ovular. Something spherical, something per- pearlesque. But okay. it is empty. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, this doesn't seem to. He seems to be carrying it around with him. Let's try. Uh, maybe over by those rocks. He's got to be here somewhere. The, hey, uh, there's still oil in the lamp. They just don't last forever. So. <laughs> I uh, grab the box. Okay. And I'll put that in my satchel. Mm-hmm. 
what's well, the swirly thing here? Is this just sand, or does it look weird? Uh, we're talking about, like, right in this area here? No, um, I guess you can't see my cursor. Um, oh, I can, but I, I may not be in the room. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, it's just sand. Yeah. Is, does this look like the tomb? I mean, it's supposed well, to be if, a character. Uh, if you're kind of looking around... From, from this perspective, am I seeing the... Yeah, bones? you see some, uh, just kind of a, a bones of some odd creature off in the distance over there, yeah. That's uh, going to get my attention. Yeah, if you didn't know any better, it almost looks like a dragon. Well, I know better. <laughs> but so, as you are passing by um, Mr. Arcane... Uh, and you were kind of saying, is this the tomb? Like you were looking at this little rock formation, you know, kind of as you were passing. And off in the distance right behind that is where that little pool was. Gotcha. You see that oh, okay. uh, out jutting uh, just right, kind of hidden by some of the trees there. And it looks like it's got some Egyptian, like an Egyptian carving of some sort of statue. You can just sort of make out like a, like a head shape. Uh, just oh, okay. over the trees there. Oh, okay. Well, then I will come back over this way. If I see something that looks, you know, tomb-like. Mm -hmm. When you come around the corner there, there's uh, that kind of tall bushes and trees that kind of obscure the area, but you can easily kind of get around the opposite side there on the right to kind of peer uh at whatever that formation is. You, it you is indeed... Do you see this glowy green animation thing here? It's water there. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not kryptonite. Okay. Not kryptonite. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and so just beyond the pool, uh, you see a large statue uh, of what appears to be an Egyptian pharaoh. Um, and he has a face uh, that looks almost like it, it has like a painting uh, on it where his mouth kind of curves down and around his chin uh, just a little bit uh, and has a very, very menacing and stern look uh, about him. Uh. And beneath... Uh him like at his feet he's basically seated upon a throne at his feet you can see uh, the entrance to what you would assume would be the tomb well this certainly seems to be the tomb of a pharaoh although I am no archaeologist but if it looks like a duck yeah um, no, it doesn't look like a duck. It looks like a pharaoh. Uh, I thought some evil wizard was supposed to be guarding the entrance to the tomb. Uh, when you say that... Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> um, you are suddenly kind of alerted to just this very faint... Dum, dum, dum like a drumming sound coming from the tomb. He's barely audible. I mean, you can just barely hear it. Y'all hear that? I do. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Well, he's not in his shack. We haven't seen him. He seems to have the pearl. Would which... he bring it into the tomb with him? Well, to hear Mr. Farouk tell us, it is a, a bit of a scrying device, right? Correct. Um, yeah, so... and I totally know what he may know. means. Yeah. He can uh, see the future with it, maybe. Or certainly see faraway things. You know, like us standing outside the, uh, the tomb. Or the fact that we were coming. So. Ah, yeah, mission. you know, that makes sense now. Okay. Now, I am no... Well, okay. I am a little bit of an expert. But... Nothing about any of this makes any sense. Uh, well... I've seen some stuff, Okay. What do, uh, what do I think that uh, drumming is? Is it like an impact, or is it like sound? Like, is it just make, make like a reason drum? Uh, Jeebus. <laughs> See, you're paying for it now. I am not sure what that sound is, but <laughs> yeah, it doesn't no. sound great. It, it sounds ominous. Well, it sounds like we have to go in there. Yep. I'll lead the way. Or we could try and call him out. I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. You you two, I'm sure, know way more about this than I do. Okay. Uh, let's just uh, head on in there. I think uh, you seem to know all this Egyptian stuff. Maybe you should go in first. Uh, me and uh, the other guy will uh, will have your back. Nah, that's all right. I'll lead the way. I want to keep Mr. Books a lot here uh, safe okay. and on the end. All right. Oh, well, if I we expect danger, I, I have a thing for that. So, but a, uh, a book? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I suppose it did come from a book originally. Um, you know what? I'll spend a little karma on this one because I'm tired of failing. <laughs> so, so I'm going to cast a spell. Okay. I'm going to cast uh, um, energy control magnetism. Okay. For a magnetic shield. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I'll just. Uh, I'll spend the 10. Okay. Yeah, and anytime you do call karma, uh, you do have to spend at least 10, uh, whether or not you succeed or not. Uh, so anytime you call it, make sure and take 10 points off, at least. So it takes oh. you up to an 85, and uh, yeah, that's, that's on still, the remarkable column. Yeah. Still yellow. Yeah. yeah. Still still made yellow. That's, I'll just spend the 10. I'm satisfied with that. So. Okay. All right. So okay. you, you bring up a shield. Now, is that visible in any way to the others? You know, uh, well, let me let me just read real quick. I don't... I, you can determine that, whether it is or not. Um. You know what? Uh...
doesn't really doesn't really say. Yeah, no, it doesn't say. I think in the uh, uh, in the, under the power rank. But you know, yeah. as I'm as I'm sitting here and you were asking about you know uh, ferrous materials and so forth, I'm wondering perhaps when you enact that if from the sands it, themselves. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, uh, you pull up just these little minuscule particles that yeah. just come up out of the sand and begin to swirl around you. Yeah, uh, sure. And that could certainly be the visual representation of your ship. I mean, you know, you can pull iron out of, I mean, you can um, pull iron out of dirt mm -hmm. with a magnet. So I would say this would be way more powerful than that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, certainly he, he casts a spell and he says, okay, I, I think I'm ready for this now. Okay. All right, so we're entering the tomb, yes? Yep. All right, we're moving to a new map. I just so happen to have a map of a tomb. How about that? Oh, weird. Oh. <laughs> All right. Now, from your vantage point, you see only a small portion of this. And, and what I've done for you guys here in your tokens is given you basically kind of, you know, a vision, you know, that you can, uh, how far you can see uh, in this tomb. So again, you can move around kind of freely, but I would say if Bed X is taking point, uh, he's going to be the one leading the group. Uh, so uh, we probably want to let Bed X do the first part of the exploration. And then if you guys want to follow him around. And and here's the exit down here, right? Is that what I'm looking yes, at? Yes, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, that would have been where you guys okay. would have entered. All right, and then as you come around the corner there, you see two uh, little chambers uh, off to the side, both of which have uh, hieroglyphs, you know, written on the walls. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think any of you, well, Mr. Arcane perhaps might be able to give some sort of, you know, you know translation. Let me... Let's see, isn't there, uh, so I know um, Doug has that language power. I don't know where that is. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll just roll a, um, I'll just, you know, roll a magic roll mm -hmm. to see if I'm getting close to anything. And, and then... you also have Scholar of Antiquity in Antiquities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. So you can add a plus one column shift to that roll. Okay. Okay. So that'll put me at incredible. Okay. That's green, and I'm trying to find the power man. You know the one I'm talking about, the um, uh, the language yeah, yeah, power the language that Doug power, Locke yeah. has. Yeah, that's fine. What what did you roll? Uh, you got a green there. I got a green on the incredible table. <coughs> Basically, what you're getting here, uh, and along the walls uh, as you enter, is a reference to. The great apocalypse or the coming okay. apocalypse um, linguistics and yeah and you see that this in sabanur is intrinsically tied to the word uh, or the idea of apocalypse the the end of all things that is not good 
And then in these two little chambers, uh, right smack dab in the middle of both of them are uh, what appear to be some sort of chest, uh, gilded in gold. They're small, uh, probably about maybe two feet uh, square. Uh-huh. And have intricate carvings on them as well. I don't know if I want to screw with that. Uh, so, so I'll relay that to the men at arms. Uh, so, supposedly, this guy is um, res- will be responsible for the end of all things, the apocalypse. This Aben person. Yeah, yeah, and this is his tomb. Uh, I don't oh. know what relation the the chess have to that. I mean, the good news is he's dead, so he won't be causing any apocalypses, right? I mean, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Um... Now, the um, chamber that's off to the left, uh, it looks like the box that's in there has been opened and it is empty. The one to the right uh, is closed. That's in this chamber? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Let's peek inside. You want to peek inside the box? Yes. Okay. Uh, you open it up, and uh, there's little torch lights uh, that are uh, in this area that are kind of glinting off of the, the metal of the box. But inside, you see a little bit more of a glimmer, uh, and that box is filled with little gold coins. Okay. Well, this box is filled with um, what appears to be gold coins, guys. Uh, okay. According to regulations, uh, we're allowed one as a souvenir. Is that a fact? One as a souvenir for you know your friends and maybe for your cousin. Uh, yeah. Seems like a very loose regulation. Okay. <laughs> so, um, FedEx will. God damn. Oh, wait a take hold, on, hold on. I, I've seen the mummy, okay? That freaky mummy movie? Have yeah. Have, first? yeah I, I, have, I, have, have you seen um, Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I, don't I think he means a, a different mummy see. movie. <laughs> I just uh, want to, you know, can, can you tell if these are cursed? Do you like read books? Do your books tell how to know if something's cursed? I mean, uh, yeah, FedEx's I mean, hand stops just short of, of grabbing a coin cursed. I mean, I can take a look and see if they're if they're empowered. I could try that. Okay. Uh, so I'll uh, so I'll walk over there. It's in here, right? It's in this chamber. Yep. Uh huh. That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll walk over there and I'll, I'll take a look. I mean, I have Scholar of Antiquities. Are they are these, you know, rare coins that I might, you know, know something about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're uh, they're old Egyptian. Uh, is it doubloons, I think, in Egypt? Oh, no, uh, that's Spanish. D- d- is that Spanish? Is that... Denari. Is it Denari? It's not doubloons, I'm, I'm quite they're, certain. They're, they're old Egyptian coins. There you go. <laughs> it 
rehashing a subject that we moved on from um, Goonies would be another good one to, <laughs> to reference right now, I think. Uh, okay. Uh, stater, apparently. Uh, gold staters. 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 Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Would never anyway, so, I, I mean, they look like very old Egyptian coins, and uh, so he asked me if they were cursed. I don't not sure I'm qualified to tell that, but um, you know, I'll I'll do uh, detect energy, uh, energy detection magic, to see if they're magical. Hey, that's good. Ninety-four. Yeah, guys, uh, I gotta step away for just a moment. I mm -hmm. sincerely apologize. But I'll be just a few minutes. Sure. So the coins do appear to be uh, just regular old coins. Okay. No magical energies coming off of them. Okay. Well, I'll pick one up and hold it up to the, uh, to the, to the guys. I'm like, no, they, they're just uh, gold staters. I think, I think that's the right word. Um. And he he picks up a couple of them. I mean, surely, um, that's valuable. Sure. And that's not going to be necessarily enough to bump your uh, re resources up, but yeah, yeah, you can add that to your collection for sure. And yeah. nothing seems to happen, so yeah, you, you, you <laughs> yeah, can take. He's not that really equipped for that, but <laughs> oh, I just picked these <laughs> up. I'll throw so a big couple deal. in my pocket, you know. Send them, send them to the family back home. All right, so uh, that chamber, nothing much more really to be seen there, just more hieroglyphs and more references to uh, the God King. Okay. Uh, is that guy? Okay, well. What is this area here? All right, so in this area, if you step inside there, Within this cham chamber stand five impressive statues made of pure alabaster. The center figure is about 12 feet tall, towering over his loyal subjects, and the placard at his feet uh, reveals him to be in Sabanur. Right. The, the four smaller eight-foot-tall yeah. statues are apparently his children, um, and with your knowledge of you know uh, ancient Egypt and and uh, antiquities, it's fairly easy to deduce what these are. And oddly, it kind of correlates to something that maybe is a little bit more tied to the Christian religion rather than <sighs> Egyptian. Uh, you see death, pestilence, famine, and war. Death wears the head of Anubis, standing tall and proud. Pestilence is garbed in priestly robes and holds the scales of balance. Famine carries a great bow and has a large spherical head. And war stands ready, head on fire, wielding a battle shield and a sword of flame. Um, I'm going to see if you three wouldn't mind rolling an intuition check for me, please. Sure. 
and there is going to be a minus three column shift to that. So whatever your intuition <laughs> happens to be, you're going to reduce that on your uh, macros down there three levels. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was on good. Look at that. What is going on? <laughs> And I think uh, human tank. Yeah, what, what? I'm sorry, which, uh, which side uh, are we rolling here? Your intuition and uh, minus, minus three, three so your intuition is good, so that's going to take you down to actually Four. feeble. Alright, so uh, Mr. Arcane and Vet X suddenly become aware uh, of footsteps that are coming in uh, behind you. Uh, and Vet X, you're the closest to this particular individual. And if you scroll in, you can you can see maybe the uh, the picture of what uh, is on the token. Uh, and you see a gigantic, uh, like eight foot tall, Minotaur wielding an axe coming directly at you. Uh, and because you've got your uh, intuition. We're now going to roll uh, for initiative. And I'm since gonna... I didn't, I'm still, you know, looking at a statue here. Right. <laughs> All right. So now I've activated the combat tracker, uh, which is the fist up there. You'll see dice off to the right-hand side, a 20-sided oh. die, because I couldn't put a 10-sided in there or a 100-sided. Uh, and you just click on that die, and it will roll your intuition or your initiative for you. Looks like I got a four, forty or a four. I couldn't tell. That's a four. Yeah, a four. Mm -hmm. hey, I this, think it's because I rolled at the same time. Where's this dice that I'm to roll? Uh, if you go to the combat tracker, which is the fist up on fist. the uh, right-hand corner. <laughs> And then, yeah, there you go. You got it. There you go. Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to ask you guys. And I've got what a plus six. Your pluses are already. Yeah. So you got a plus six. That's pretty darn good. I'll add that to you. So there you are. Oh. Uh, human tank, what is your initiative bonus? Uh, zero, I believe. That's your agility, is that right, or is it? Uh, no, it's an initiative bonus on the bottom right, uh, underneath popularity oh, on your yeah. sheet. Plus zero. Okay, all right. So Minus you plus stay three. At four, and then plus three for Vedex. And let's see. Mm, that was plus six, I think. Oh, for plus six. Okay. I think you added his plus six to uh, Mr. Arcane. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I Mine thought you. Only... I wasn't looking at who was actually yeah. speaking. I, I yeah. was going by voice. So, what was yours? So that X is plus a, six. There you go. Okay, and Mr. Yeah, Arcane's is plus three. Three, okay. All right. Well, here's what I'm going to do, because I don't think I can enter H that again. in. Uh, that definitely would put that X at the top. So yep. there we go. So we're going to do that. <laughs> and Decimus Furious, the Minotaur, has a plus zero. Okay, so... 
uh, that axe, since he is coming at you, you turn, you see him uh, just raising that thing and just charging at you. Uh, what would you like to do? Open fire with the M919. Okay. He's just going to pull that trigger in... Um... It's an absolute fear response. All right, so, so that is going to be an agility roll. And you, I think, have guns as a talent, correct? Marksman. Marksman. Plus okay. one CS agility for shooting. There you go. All right, so uh, you're going to add plus one column shift to your agility to make this attack. All right, green. we got a green. Okay, so that is a hit. Okay. Let's see. Old reliable modified M19. Let's see. And his agility can, is remarkable. Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Can pierce up to a remarkable material strength, can cause an additional um, EX heat damage upon impact possible total of 50 points of damage it doesn't say what the base damage is i don't think it says can cause an additional ex heat damage rocket pack helmet let me pull your sheet up here yeah so, yeah i don't think it's there Okay, no, so it does remarkable damage, uh, okay. and then uh, can do an additional uh, excellent on top of that on impact. So a total of 50 points potential, uh, as long as it goes through whatever defenses he has. Uh, so basically, if he's got remarkable body armor or incredible body armor and it doesn't pierce, then he does not take the damage from the heat. As long as it gets through his armor, then... Then he uh, takes the damage yeah. from the heat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so am I rolling, re rolling with remarkable damage? Nope. Uh, uh, it Just will automatically do that. You uh, you made your attack. Uh, it hits. Uh, okay. He attempts to dodge. So he rolled a green uh, to dodge that. Oops. Uh, and that's going to take two away from your column shift. So you were rolling... Uh, on the amazing table and you got a 27. So Wait, when did I roll amazing? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not? My agility is um, incredible. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. All right. So huh? there's your... Oh, uh, but you did a plus one column shift on oh, that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm mistaken. Okay. okay. Uh, so that was the first level of green and he takes two away from that with his dodge, which puts you in the white. So that means it misses. So it did not make purchase. Okay, but I did make noise. So you did make some noise. <laughs> there, did make noise. All right. Don't so forget you can move too, Mister Arcane. You may go. Okay. Uh, so he's got a big giant axe. He does. And is it? Uh, does it look metallic, or does it look like stone, or? You know, mm, it is. It is certainly metallic. Yes. Okay. All right. So I am going to. Um, use my. Uh, I'm going to cast a spell again. I'm going to use um, energy control magnetism, mm -hmm. and I'm going to um, try and uh, basically disarm him. I'm going to try and snatch the axe out of his hand. Okay. Uh, so that's what I'm going to try. 
uh, and that it's uh, remarkable. So mm -hmm. I'll use karma for this. Okay. So. Hey, 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 there you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So 71, remarkable. Uh, I guess I'll just spend the 10, because okay. that's... That would be expensive <laughs> to get <laughs> to red. Uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll stay with what I got. All right. Now this is a contest of strength, basically. He he's basically. holding on to it. You're trying to pull it out of his hand with your power. Uh, so he's going to roll strength to try to hang on to it. He got a seventy, which is a yellow. Now there's a difference in your strength and his. Uh, since he matched yours uh, and he is stronger than you uh, or uh -huh. the power that you are using he does hang on to that uh, but you see it pulls his arm a bit and uh, he does kind of react with a little bit of confusion to that uh, now he has made his action for this round so uh, with the dodge that took his action away uh, so we now will go to human tank Excellent. I've got uh, the axe, so, sort of. <laughs> and he's like pulling it, like trying to pull it towards him. I shout, tank on! And transform into a seven foot tall armor, you know, a Colossus. It sort of looks, doesn't, it isn't really slick and smooth like modern armored heroes. It's more like almost literally armor plates bolted to his skin. Mm -hmm. Except it is his skin. He's not wearing armor. This is his, his skin. I'm picturing like angles and rivets. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and since we're in the same area, if this was an area-based map, um, I am just gonna run up and you know it's tanking time. <laughs> and uh, I believe that is fighting. Correct. And then, do you have any pluses? I have martial arts, which gives me a plus one, so there you I'll go. actually be up to remarkable fighting. Okay. And I don't see where that is. Okay, I hit a green. All right. And since he can't dodge now, uh, then that will hit. What is your uh, strength? Incredible. Okay, so 40 points of damage. And let's see, I don't think he... All right, cool. Now, in taking damage, just so you guys know, if you right-click on your token... Uh, it'll pull up like a little menu there at the very bottom shows your health if you highlight that then you can enter in the, your new health if you take damage cool how do you make it go away um you just, just uh click, oh, click right off yeah, the, yeah. get this to work there we go all right so you took him down a little notch uh and now we'll roll back around uh, to the top of the next round uh so that will then take us back to uh vet x so, so it looked as if my punch did get through to him yes it did mm -hmm. now i'm going to move you just a skosh closer since you are in direct combat with him i'll put you right in there if that's okay uh sure yeah. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna kick I'm gonna try to kick him in the stomach. Okay. 
flip my sheet over. How's that? Ooh, that's pretty good. Got a red there. And with that, that is a... Uh, oh, yeah, I have a... Um, it's a slam, right? Yeah, also I got a um, smorgasbord of martial arts techniques to choose from that okay. I didn't use, but I guess a red is a red, right? Red's a red there, for sure. That'll pump but you on up. a stun slam, ignore endurance. Mm-hmm, right. Ooh. So, he is going to ro roll at this point. No, and ignore body armor. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Groovy. So he's going to roll at this point to see if he can dodge that, which he will not be able to do, but that's going to take his action away. Um, okay, what's his agility again? I forgot. Let me pull him back up. Okay. And he got a white. <laughs> All right, so you hit. Uh, you certainly damage. What's your strength again? Uh, remarkable. Okay. All right, took him down another notch. Now, this is a potential stun, so we roll for endurance on Decimus to see if he is stunned. Got a yellow no stun. Um, that also counts towards the next level down, which would be the slam, so there's no slam there either, but you did at least damage him. Um, and then we go to... Mr. Arcane. Okay, well, I'll continue my struggle um, with the axe uh, because I'm hoping that, you know, if I'm pulling on it, it'll make it at least harder for him to hit uh, mm -hmm. the guys. Mm -hmm. So uh, so I will try again to get the uh, axe from him. No. Oof. Nope. Okay. And my concentration, human tank. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Human tank, yes. Um, I'm pretty much one trick pony when it comes to these sorts of things, so I'm just gonna punch him. Okay, you're gonna go down, Mr. Bullhead. Nope. Right. <laughs> a swing and a miss. But not today. <laughs> so you take a good swing at him and it just just misses his chin. He's a little bit taller than what you thought he actually was. Uh, and then we roll once again back to FedEx. Um, you know, I'm going to shoot him again. That's right. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Get some! Get some! That is crazy, dude. Okay. Can you that, stun lock him? Apparently that's a potential kill. Oh my. But is he using a, a lethal weapon? I guess. Yes. Oh yeah. That's definitely lethal. Yeah, I'd say that <laughs> rifle's a lethal weapon. M919. Oh. My basically, Lord. basically a fifty cal machine gun. <laughs> Did you and see what he rolled? <laughs> That's a white. We're about to find out what oh. this dude had for breakfast. All right, so that takes him down to zero health. What he does now is he rolls to see if he is actually dying. He is not, uh, but he is out for sure. 
so you light him up, just do 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 do. And I mean, those bullets just pepper his torso, and you're at point blank range, and it just blasts out the back uh, of him, and he just slumps down to the floor in just a pool of bloody, gutty mess. He uh, blows the smoke off the tip of his gun, looks at the other guys like, Good job. Good yeah. Good job. I solved them up for you. Oh wait, what, what 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 did I just kill? Was this a? Uh, I mean, just this, this counts as a bull, right? It's yeah, well, bull man. I'm I'm transformed. Well, uh, nah, not a man. No, nah, just just a bull. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not one of God's creatures. Yeah, well, not one of our man, gods. Last creatures, I checked, but bulls. maybe one of one of these gods. Well, I walk over to the to the body mm-hmm. and see, you know, just I mean, what 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 am I looking at here? I mean, it is a humanoid bull man. Uh, so it's a it's a minotaur, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. minotaur myth, right? I suppose I don't suppose that's common knowledge at this point, right? Yeah, not really. Well, I mean, you know, with the, I mean, from well mythology, known. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even back then, was Edith Hamilton's mythology being taught in the high schools back then? Oh, I'm sure. Maybe. I actually don't know. Hold on. Oh, we got it in our high school. Actually, well, I mean, how old are you? Come <laughs> enough. I'm not. I wasn't alive in the 1940s, but she died in 1963, so it would not surprise me. Okay, well, I mean, I think Mr. Arcane would recognize that maybe as a minotaur from myth, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or that's what it looks like to him. Sure. Arcane maybe. certainly would. Yeah. The rest of us may or may not, depending on how many, you know, whether we read Weird Tales or uh, Doc Savage. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so the axe, does that look ancient or does it look kind of modern? It definitely looks ancient, and I'm going to have you roll a reason feat. Okay. Do I get to use my scholar? You may. Uh huh. Yep. Plus one column shift there. I think it's two. Oh, is it's it two time. for that one? Okay. Yeah, two. Then. Okay. Good. Uh, it is ancient, yes, and it is certainly either Greek or Roman. Okay. Well. But uh, you are. Does, does Mr. Arcane share this with us? Yeah, I'm. I'm getting ready to, to, to do that. So, so you were looking at a bona fide uh, minotaur of myth, complete with ancient eh, Greek, Roman. Uh, I, I'd have to like compare it to some other items, um, but we're battle axe. Well, I wasn't much on geography when I was in school, but learning where people are trying to kill me has kind of made me pay a little more attention to it. And this ain't where Romans lived. Where in uh, well, Egypt. I mean, you know, Greek, no, but no. I mean, not Greeks. Romans. It's Egypt. Minoans. Yeah, uh, you know, we're we're here trying to stop a dead wizard from using magical things from the Bible. So what what you're saying is, make? I shouldn't really worry about how a Roman axe got in an Egyptian tomb. Is that what you're telling me? I'm sorry? 
So you're telling me I shouldn't really worry too much about how a Roman axe got an Egyptian tomb because everything's already kind of, you know. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, this, like I said, it, it, this is the weirdest damn mission I've ever been on. and You got a point. I mean, to, to be fair, it could be Greek, but. As my thoughts kept telling me, I ain't getting paid to think. <laughs> I mean, if we're being precise. <laughs> uh, okay, so, I mean, I, I don't know if you want that or not, but. Uh, that's a little big for a souvenir. Okay. I might pick it up on the way on the way home. Granddaddy it, might want it. It would it would uh it would make a nice uh, museum piece. I just think the feeling some guy in a fedora should be around here. I, I was thinking why. granddaddy might want to hang it in the barn, but Sure. Uh okay, so so uh that's that and I'll Gonna take a moment and assess, and and uh, I I go back and look. None of these statues have moved by any chance. I'm just nope. checking. Fair question. Somehow. I mean, I figured that was next, but you never know. Never know. So <laughs> we need okay. to um, look more closely at the writings on the wall. I'll, I mean, I'll I'll scan them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in here, I mean, it, it pretty much just speaks of Apocalypse and the, uh, his children, his four horsemen. Revelation-type shit there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. With the horsemen. Okay. Well, um, to paraphrase, and he sweeps his arm across the whole thing, bad. Real bad. End of times. Revelations. Bad. All right. There yeah. you go. That is the the high strokes. Did we just kill a demon? No, no, he's a he's a minotaur. Well, I don't. I mean, no, he's a minotaur. You know, minos right. uh, cursed. Uh, you know, minotaur. I mean, this is a tomb. I suppose it's a bit of a maze. That fits, I guess. Uh, All right. All right. Well, let's go kill some more minotaurs. I mean, I I hope not. I'd rather not as have. Well, anyway. Here. Soldier on. Soldier. Okay. 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 This is just another mission. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my usual thing, so so I I will defer. Okay, I'm having a little trouble getting a hold of my guy. Why is that? Hmm. Oh, are you uh Make sure you're clicking on token controls. If if you clicked on anything else on the other side menu, you won't be able to access your character. So okay, yes. I don't think I did, but I might have on accident. Let's get over here. Token. Yeah, it looks like I did grab something. I've got two highlighted menus opened up or highlighted. There should be one that. Uh... If you hover over it, it looks like just the head of a person and the shoulders. Yeah, on, the, on the far left over there. Yeah, but the, uh, the square is also highlighted. I think yeah. you're okay there. I'll be right back. Okay, sure. so select token. Well, hmm. Hang on. Let me see if I can move them real quick. Yeah, I can move them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. Okay, I see what... There you go. Yeah, I was actually, I was, I guess I was trying to drive, grab human tank is what was wrong. Oh, okay, gotcha. 
All right, so are you leading the group again? Yeah. Okay. So you come to so that little you know, crossroads. I'm probably going to need to head off soon. I oh, okay. It's 11. i got to get up for work tomorrow. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll... If we need to, we can we can call it here in a, in a little bit and then pick up uh, wherever we left off, you know, for the next uh, session. That's uh, if you guys are fine with that. I ha I have no problem with that. I got I got work in the morning too, but um, I don't mind staying up an hour late, you know, mm -hmm. once a week or mm -hmm. however often we do this. But um, yeah, if y'all want to call it here, we can call it here. It seems like a pretty good spot, really. And hopefully that'll give us a chance to get our fourth guy in for we lost uh mr arcane okay yeah he stepped away there for a minute so we we can kind of move on just a little bit at least till he gets back and then we can figure out what we're gonna do sure um so vedex you've kind of come to a bit of a crossroads there there's a uh, a hallway that goes up here to the north and then one to the east yeah i think we're i think we're gonna head north okay all right, there's another little chamber off to your left there. Uh, and inside here, there are just a few little artifacts, but nothing that really seems to be of any note. A lot of it uh, was made of wood and cloth and has deteriorated quite a bit over the years. Uh, so in there, not too much. Now moving up into the hallway where you're at right now, as you come around that corner, uh, you see another torchlight uh, just off to your left uh, down there, but you are standing now next to a door. Do you see the lock that's right there? I do. Okay. Uh, there's a door there, uh, and it is a large kind of gold inlaid door that has hieroglyphs on it. I definitely um, want to... Well, Mr. Arcane can't read hieroglyphs. Even though it's a gold door, he's gonna he's gonna stop and listen. Mm -hmm. You can hear uh, water uh, behind there. It just kind of like a trickling kind of water, uh, almost as though maybe you were standing next to a swimming pool. All right, uh, guys, I think I hear water on the other side of this door. Sorry. Okay, you mean like if like if we hit it, we're gonna get hit with a big tidal wave in the face? Or like no, no, no. More like a dripping, you know, like a like a a stream or a faucet, you know. Okay. Can you hear it? Listen. Okay, so you want us to just break the door down? Yeah. Well, yeah, we could try, you know, opening it first. Yeah, you guys are no fun. Let's see what's <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. Um. VEDEX is going to open the door. Okay. You reach out for the door. Uh, there's a, a handle mechanism there that uh, is kind of inset into the door. Grab hold and pull on it, and the door c comes open uh, towards you. Okay. There you go. And now if you click on it, uh, you can actually open the door. There you are. And inside here... Uh, you see basically large pool uh, in the center of this room. Uh, it's a circular antechamber with many intricate carvings on the walls depicting the people of Egypt in a great cataclysm. On the far wall, you see a large man dressed in blue 
with a menacing look on his gray face. And this, uh, for certain, is in Sabanur. He is regal, royal, and seems to be commanding the elements to lay waste to the people down below. He is surrounded by four other powerful-looking warriors, each of which sits astride a great beast of fire. In direct contrast to the horrors depicted on the wall, there's a beautiful crystal-clear pond, or pool, in the center of the chamber. Well, would you look at all this? Huh. Where is the uh, statue or the uh, the image? Uh, image is over here on this wall right there. Okay, I'll I'll go look. Okay. And in looking at this, it really does seem to be uh, the apocalypse of Christian legend uh, that. The four horsemen are basically laying waste to the people of Egypt. And as you guys have moved further into the room, I need you to roll an intuition for me once again. Yeah, intuition is not really what he does. <laughs> All right. You hear uh, the clanking of gears. Uh, and well, they do. <laughs> and you spot uh, Mr. Arcane over your shoulder. When you hear that, you instinctively look over your shoulder, and that door that you had come in is now uh -huh. closing rather quickly. Does it have any uh, metal components that I can see, or is it all stonework? Or... Uh, it seems to be made of stone, uh, but it has some gold inlay. But oh, I don't yeah. think gold is going <laughs> to Yeah, I think gold is going to work. If it is pointed out work. to me that it is closing, I am going to run in my human form to the door. Okay, so you said one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four. Okay, uh, well, I mean, we sh I should be able to run through the door. Okay, make right? an, yeah, this will be an endurance check for all okay. three of you. Okay. Well, I was going to stop at the door and try to hold it up. Mm -hmm. tank form, but okay yeah and and to, to to get there it's still going to be endurance to yeah. uh, okay. to basically yeah. beat so it I to I, was, I said i was running in my human form because my tank form is slower so hopefully yeah. see. hey, hey. I, will, I will spend karma okay oh the good that i did hmm. <laughs> uh, okay good 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 all right, so well, you can spend karma after you roll, right? Nope, can't do it after you roll. You gotta, oh. gotta call. You have first. to call. You have mm -hmm. to say. Now, I'm a nice GM, and if you want to go ahead and spend karma, you know, uh, in this first session after after you've rolled, if you forgot, I will I will allow it if need be. Uh, but you did get a yellow. Yellow so, yellows. So, so uh, Vedex and Human Tank certainly made it there in time. Now. Human tank, you said you were going to try to keep it from once, closing, Once correct? I got there in my human form, I'm going to tank on and try to get my hands under it and push it back up. Okay. Okay. So well, then I'll, you... I'll... Go ahead. Uh, you, you will roll uh, strength then to keep it open. I am going to spend some karma 
on that as well. Um, so I have to tell you how many points I'm spending, I assume. Uh, well, you roll, and then uh, then you can say how many you're spending to get it up to the next oh. level. So the reason I keep saying I'll just spend the 10 is you always have to spend at least 10. Yes. So, so I roll my normal column and then spend it, spend karma to get up to, a le- to the next result level. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not column level, so. Right. Great. So hey, okay. Okay, so what do I need to get a yellow result? All right, so you rolled on the incredible column and a 27. Uh, That actually, I think, you just need to spend the 10, and that'll get you up. Just like like me for uh, Remarkable. So 10 will put me at um, a yellow. All right, a green. I'm sorry, a green, Mm -hmm. green, green. Okay, I made notes on my character sheet about my karma, and I actually put stuff in the notes column. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're not there anymore. Like, Uh-oh. Okay, what happened there? Was, there? Is there an autosave? I assumed there was an autosave. Yeah, there should be an autosave, yeah. I don't know why that didn't happen. Yeah, I would try to type something in there again and then close out uh, of the uh, character sheet and then open open it back up and see see if it appears. This time it did. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Okay, so you catch up to the door, uh, tank on, uh, and catch it just as it's starting to, to kind of come closed. Uh, and you're up and I'm, I'm hoping to hear the sound of ancient mechanisms that have been preserved for thousands of years breaking. <laughs> With your amazing strength. Uh, no, my incredible strength. Incredible strength, sorry. You are able to uh, hold it open and uh, with some effort begin to push it back. Uh, to at least allow the others to go through, if that is uh, if that is their intent. Well, yeah, that's that's my intent. I don't want to get trapped in there. Okay, I was saying we'd want to just make sure it's it's forced open permanently. But if those, if I see Vedex and Mister Arcane running under it, I'm going to just say to hell with it, duck under, and then let it drop. Okay. All right, are you guys going back out into the yes. hallway yep. then? All right. Yeah, I just want to make sure that was like. Like I was successfully able to do it. Mm-hmm. That you might want to move yourself out of there before I let it drop. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Get out of the way. Now if I can get my character sheet out, okay. If you just double click the top um, bar, it'll, minim- it'll minimize it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, why am I seeing two bed X's on the. Okay, that's why. Okay. All right, there we go. And then the door goes chunk and slams behind you. Uh, You can hear on the other side uh, the water now rushing into the area. Um, And ever so slightly, you hear almost like an electrical buzz. (laughs) Oh, I think we made the right choice. We have chosen wisely. 
All right, so you're back in that hallway, and you do see another chamber directly across from you with a torchlight uh, lighting it up. Inside this particular chamber uh, is a single large golden gilded chest, and it has two falcons facing out on the top to kind of form a handle. It's about six feet long by three feet wide. Does this look suspiciously like the Ark of the Covenants in that movie that <laughs> come out for the years? Um, it resembles it. It is not it, but it okay. does resemble it, yes. <laughs> well, I remember this description this from the Holy Bible in uh, Genesis. Exodus. There you go. The Jewish part of the Bible. Yes. The Jewish part of the Bible. <laughs> No, I'm not going to open it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'll, uh, well, I, I am curious. Uh, so I'll go over there and I'll, I'll do could, some magic. It contain the uh, Ten Commandments. I mean, what, could, what could be more tempting to a, to a, to a bibliophile? I mean, that, that would be quite a piece to have in my shop. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll roll uh, energy detection magic to see if there's anything, you know, particularly crazy about the chest. Uh, yeah, it's magical. And what what did you uh, what did you get? What color? Okay, so that's a yellow, yellow. on okay. remarkable. And oh, let's see here. I did have it pulled up. That's good. You're, you're yellow. Uh, so you recognize that this is some sort of trigger spell. Ooh. Yeah. Now that, that is probably a trap. So I don't know that I would want to tamper with that. I'm not especially prepared for containing that. Is it? You it said it's golden. Is, I'm sorry. It might be our mission. I, don't I mean, think it could so. be. I'm, I'm pretty sure the pearl is with that guy. He wouldn't just take it out, drop it in here, and then vanish. Right. Our our mission includes any number of holy artifacts, as I recall. Mm, yeah, there is that. We're gonna need to get this on a camel. In that case, it looks heavy. Gold is heavy. Well, I can carry. I mean, we just. We just sprang one trap, and I'm I'm telling you that that uh, uh, smacks of uh, of trap. A trap, yes. Hmm. Now, am I correct? Eh, it's hard to say. Is it so? The chest is uh, you said golden, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does it seem to be gold, or is it just uh, it's. It's probably, I mean, it, it, it definitely looks golden, yes, and it has a okay. certain sheen and it glistens in the light without a doubt. But you're pretty good at being able to discern like gold leaf, and right. it's probably gold leaf. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's probably just gold um, covered, so <laughs> I mean, we, we could stand back, and I, I mean, probably there's, 
you know, metal or enough metal in it, I could lift the lid well, from if here. It's, if it's not the Ark of the Covenant, then it's not part of our mission. But yeah, I think it's a trap. I'll be glad to spring that trap from, you know, over here. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, we could catch it on the on the way out if, if need be. But okay, I pref I'd prefer to go forward with the mission itself. Me too. Okay. All right, okay, so we'll guys. call it for tonight. And uh, uh, thank you all very much. And then I will see you guys in two weeks. If you want to send me some more descriptors about what your characters look like as soon as you can, that would be great. And then I will get to work on doing some drawings for you guys. And we'll have some uh, some tokens that are more representative of your characters. Yeah, now you, I think you you got that X um, when he's in his suit. You know, he carries around the duffel bag that has his jetpack and his gun and his helmet in it. You know, uh, so. you, do you like the helmet? Yeah, actually, yeah. I do. It yeah, works. I thought that turned out pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm jumping okay. off. All right, good night, hey, fellas. We'll okay. see you. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.